0: Welcome to the 152nd episode of the So Video Games podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we will be talking about it. Today we are recording on October 26, 2019. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I am 50% of this here show. With me is new regular co-host and man about town, Carlos Rodella. How you doing, Carlos? What's up? What is up, indeed indeed how are things with you sir good i don't know if i'm a man about town though um what does that entail it's like it means you're kind of like an up-and-coming dude full of energy kind of going to parties kind of living the life you know kind of a party guy i don't don't
1: know also up and coming makes me a little depressed because i'm like haven't i already been here for a while (laughs) haven't i been paying my dues
0: for the last 20 years
1: (laughs) how about we just say like i'm man about um doing the same thing he's been
0: doing for 10 years it uh, doesn't quite have the same ring to no. it, but I will. I will go through my uh, thesaurus of uh, catchphrases to describe dudes, and I will find <laughs> something that fits you a little better. But we're gonna we're gonna go with this for now. We're gonna let okay. it go. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. 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 All right, folks. We are back. Uh, second episode of the new era. But before we jump into this week's games, I definitely want to let you all know that we're still retooling things, finding a new rhythm, new people, new rhythm, rebuilding the show into a new thing. Now that Corey's is on extended leave. Hello, Corey. Hope you're listening. Hope you're doing well. Um, If any of you listeners have any thoughts, comments, feedback, requests, this is the perfect, the perfect time to let us know what you, the listeners, would like out of the show. Um, You can catch our contact info at the end. Uh, But if you have any thoughts, anything you want us to do, change things up, different order of things, different segments you'd like to see, anything we haven't done. Of course, Carlos is here. He is a force of creation. He's going to have some ideas about what he wants to do. Um, So we're open. We're open. Uh, Nothing is set in stone. So anything you want, let us know. Uh, Carlos, do you have any... Uh, segments or changes that you are kind of cooking up?
1: Yeah, I like the idea of us talking about what games we're going to get into at the end of the show, and we added that last episode, which I think that's groovy. Um, I remember talking to somebody in a comment somewhere, I think it was SoundCloud or Game Critics, and they were mentioning about banter. Uh, you and I have been known to banter.
0: We have been guilty of bantering.
1: Yes, bantering all over the place, uh, which sounds bad.
0: but uh, It sounds messy also, which is yeah, disgusting.
1: We don't want to clean up the banter. Well, there's a weird metaphor. I don't okay. have enough
0: tissues for that. I'm going to have to get, get some cleaning supplies.
1: Yeah. So let's uh, put that on hold. But I like the idea <laughs> of maybe, you know, people do banter in the beginning and I'm always like, just get to the games. And then yeah. people do banter at the end and I miss it.
0: So maybe banter in the middle. I, I, I'm i thinking natural sprinkling of banter as we go. But yeah. I, you know, it's, it, it's hard to say because... I know that some people really liked having a focus show, like the previous, you know, the previous uh, iteration of Soviet games. We, so like what we would do, folks, and I know that some of you regular listeners already know this, but just for, just FYI for the new people who came on board to catch Carlos, or if you're new to the show, welcome, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what Corey and I would usually do is we would we would get on Skype and we would just to to warm up. We would do like a little banter just to talk and get the juices flowing and just to kind of get you know get ready to record. And we would do the banter first. But, I mean, me personally, I hate it when banter comes first. I fucking hate it. Um, so since, you know, this was a show that we were doing, I'm like, no, we, we can talk it first, but we can't keep it first because I cannot put out a show that I can't stand. That doesn't jive in my head. Right. <laughs> so we would always cut it and switch it and put it at the end. But there's a fair number of people out there who like the banter first, which I respect. I totally respect that. I hate it, but I respect it.
1: So, And it, it seems like a lot of the banter revolves around food for some reason.
0: Oh, man, we talked about food a lot, movies and stuff. I mean, we just, you know, we would hit the same kind of stuff over and over, which is whatever, here or there. But I think, Carlos, now that you and I are here and, you know, we kind of have a different vibe than Corey and I did, I'm happy to roll with something new. I mean, maybe we'll just start talking about games, and if we feel a tangent coming on, we'll just do that, and we'll just see where it goes. But maybe not take it too far afield because I don't want it to, like, get too wandery and and tangential. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll just, we'll just go for a natural flow, I guess. And folks, if you have any comments, hit us up. How's that? Yeah, sound? let us know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Okay, anyway, uh that's enough bullshit. Let's get to the games. We have a lot of games to talk about. Holy shit. I don't know how we're going to get through all these. So, many. so many. We were games. talking
1: during the week on like how are we going to well, we're going to have to cut
0: some because there's mm-hmm. too many. Literally too many. We did cut a bunch, but we still have a shitload left over. Let's get right to it. Carlos, I'm going to start with you. You're talking about Session, which is currently in Early Access. Uh, I don't know anything about this. What is going on? What do we need to know? What's the deal?
1: Yeah. um, These uh, early uh, games we're going to talk about kind of all are quick. So not a ton of information, but I will say that um, these ones I've been trying. Session I've been following for a while because if you like Skate, which was the more realistic Tony Hawk uh, skateboarding game, you would like this game. Again, it's super early. And it's the true definition of early access because the physics are kind of janky at times, but that's to come you know, to expect out of early access. Uh, I've been following it for a while because I really love the idea of this natural, uh, realistic skateboarding. And then when you have fails with physics, it's always awesome. And I basically bought this because I knew it was gonna be crazy with the physics and made a ton of gifts. And uh, holy crap, people enjoyed them because, who doesn't enjoy seeing someone like eat shit uh, on a skateboard?
0: <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole subgenre that I'm not sure we want to explore on this show, Carlos. Oh no, no. I see you took it there.
1: I didn't. You brought me
0: there, my friend. It's you brought co- when me you, there
1: when you fall on the skateboard. Uh-huh. Anyways, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, there's ragdoll physics, and you know the only thing that they probably have to work on is when you aren't going to make a trick. It like triggers that fail state. And the fall should be cool looking, but I think it just triggers it too early because sometimes it just looks like the character goes to sleep. <laughs> Some, <laughs> someone said it's like nar- narcoleptic uh, skateboarder. Oh my which, God,
0: that sounds amazing.
1: I would love to play narcoleptic skateboarder. Which, by the way, no offense to anybody who has that because I'm sure that's like. That's, really that's a terrible. real thing.
0: I know people with that, With that, it's a serious problem. It fucks yeah, people's yeah, lives yeah. up. But.
1: Um, but this is just the kind of like they need to maybe just delay that kind of fail state a little bit and let the character kind of fall as it more naturally would um, that being said go to my Imgur which is my shameless plug right now um, com slash user slash a lot of things eight doesn't roll off the tongue
0: but that that's is where that you is not catchy that. at
1: all yeah I'm no. sorry we're gonna have,
0: we're gonna have to post the link or something
1: yeah we'll post the link but anyways yeah I'm enjoying it because it really feels like you know it is realistic and where one button is your left foot and another button is your right foot So when you're pulling off tricks, you're not just like pushing down like on Tony Hawk and then jumping and doing a million, you know, crazy combos. You have to really time it. You have to really think about physical weight, uh, you know, where you're leaning on the skateboard. And for all of its, you know, failures and fails, when you pull off something and then you did it the way that you, you know, like had to do it like in real life, it feels amazing so i think this is one to look for and keep looking um at it as it you know progresses it's by creature studios and i'm really pulling for them because i think it they got something really cool here
0: uh so a couple questions what are the graphics like is it like stylized or is it like realistic or what kind of vibe are they going for
1: yeah it looks just like skate if you've seen skate before it's very realistic
0: okay Um, so very realistic like actual like human models like they got faces and it's not like it's not 2d it's not polygon it's not abstract or anything
1: Nope, it's uh, it's straight up like uh, it's skate. I mean, it's they must have you know had a huge inspiration from them. Okay. And I remember seeing it, yeah, at a couple of shows a couple of years ago, and just kept following it. And then as soon as it was available, I was like, "Yep, I need it."
0: All right, cool. And I don't remember skate very much. I'm not sure that I even played it, but I know I know of it. And in session, is this? Is it like? Are there levels? Are you in like a skate park? Is it open world? Like, what kind of are they going for?
1: Yeah, sorry about that. There's only one big huge map for right now. Okay. But that being said, I've played other early access games, and the map is super small. And this is pretty big because I kept going around a corner and thinking it would just be the end of it, and there was more. So there's a lot of fun stuff to play with uh, and try to grind and stuff like that. So, yeah, it is – I love it. It's so not ready yet. But um, as I can attest, because I work at a developer now, um, it's really fun to be in early, you know. I, I Me personally, I love bugs. I love fail, fails. I love – physics, and I like seeing the pro- uh, progress of it. So, yeah, I'm just excited.
0: That's funny. You know, um, we we used to podcast a lot in the past, and then we got busy. Life took us our separate ways. I started doing the show with Corey. And now that we're talking about this, I am reminded that you are definitely the guy that likes early access stuff. Uh, you, I remember when we were doing your former podcast, uh, Video Game Break, that you, were, you would often bring, like, early access and betas and stuff, right? I mean, you're that guy.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely that guy. But I also... You know, love a polished, uh, amazing experience, which we'll get to in this episode. So I like both.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I'm gonna leave most of the early access stuff to you because I hate early access stuff. I'll take it all. Take it all. I'm gonna give it all to you. I'm. You're gonna be the the early access guy, and that's just how we're gonna roll. Oh wait, I can't say. Yeah, that's that's trademark. Now we gotta pay them fucking. Oh no, dude. Episodes canceled. Fuck. Okay. All right. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, I got a couple real quickies to talk about here. So, Carlos, you've played Helldivers. I remember we... We, we I don't know played if we together played, on the couch, together, I think. Did we? Something like that. We played I it like real briefly. Um, yeah. I think it's one of the best, if not the best, multiplayer game like ever created in the history of gaming. I don't think your feelings are quite as strong. How do you feel about Helldivers?
1: I like it quite a bit. I remember you loving it. And as soon as I saw this news, I was like, oh, there's a Brad somewhere. He's yeah. very excited. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, folks, Helldivers is one of my favorite games of all time, of all games ever. I love this game. I played this game so much. Uh, it is a top down, um, third person, squad based game where you play, it's kind of like. Um, what is what is the movie that it riffs off of? Can you remind me? It's, oh, uh, um, oh my goodness. You know what I'm talking about Space. It's, um, it's the one, there's soldiers, there's giant bugs. What the fuck is it going Oh, oh no. Come on. Come on. It's almost like you made Carlos me and forget. Brad, it. I know. I forced you to forget. Okay. Google it's it or space something. Space Pirates. No, I'm just going to call it Space Pirates. It is 100% not Space Pirates. <laughs> I can't remember what this movie is called that it's taking a riff off of, but it's a very famous sci fi parody or, or satire kind of movie. Um, it's. Ah, oh, fuck. God, we suck. We just suck. Just move on. Just move, move, on, move on, and on. I'll find anyway, it. Anyway, it's, uh, you know, they have article. Uh, So derailed, so derailed right now. (laughs) Because you can't remember I know, it just threw me, threw me from my game. Uh, There's lots of themes of patriotism in a a sarcastic way. They shoot bugs. Uh, You go down to a planet in squads of four. And the thing that made Helldiver is really unique to me was that you can call down uh, new gear from uh, your dropship that's in orbit above you. So you go down to these bug-infested planets. Uh, You have these little uh, D-pad motions that you can do to call down gear. And then you can bring down like guns or vehicles or you know whatever, and you play in a squad of four. optimally. You can play it by yourself. You're not going to get too far, but you can. Uh, but optimally, squads of four. The multiplayer was wonderful, and it had friendly fire, which made this game absolutely stand out from everything else in the pack because you had to be on point. Check your fire. Watch what you're doing. Watch out what you're about to throw. Watch out what rocket you're going to shoot because you could easily take out your your comrades. And you can bring him back, which was great. But, like, if you were in the shit and then all of a sudden you shot your buddy in the head, you're down a man. Like, you are in trouble if you don't have that backup. So I love the tense feeling. I love the just the the combat. I went through the entire game with uh, my wife. I believe I got every achievement. I think I did everything in the game. Uh, really, really, really good times. I love Helldivers. Um, it, it almost feels like a Diablo in a way, didn't it? Because you wanted to like take out all the maps and stuff. Exactly. There, There's definitely a little bit of Diablo influence there for sure. There is uh, whatever that fucking movie is. Oh, and the just, movie
1: is Starship Troopers.
0: Starship Troopers. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I love Helldivers. One of the best uh, things. And also one of the other things that is really great, it was one of the few games where playing with randos was awesome like i really enjoyed playing with randos i did it all the time Um, i met a couple cool people that were randos playing the game and it had like just a really really positive experience because the community is really focused and there's a lot of good people playing it and i just had a really good time so that was one that was one area where i ended up really liking um the multiplayer even if i didn't have my wife to play with so hellivers one of my top 10 games of all time one of my favorites it went dark for a while uh the studio arrowhead studios didn't do anything else like i just they just went quiet they went dark i was like are you guys working on a sequel are you make you know new game did you all fucking retire like what happened like where did you guys go didn't hear much for that studio for a long time uh they put out one little small update a while ago and then that was kind of it and i still don't exactly know what they're doing but they just announced there's still new content coming for helldivers it's been like I want to say two years since the last time they added something to the game. I thought the game was done. I thought it was over. I was, you know, had my memories and I had moved on and I was ready to just, you know, forget that <laughs> it was around. And they're like, no, 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 we got new stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. So I think that by the time this podcast goes up, the new stuff may be out. I need to go check it. What's There's it called? It's called hell divers dive harder. So that is the new add on content. It's got new modes which are kind of like training modes that are like challenge arenas, which I think are going to be pretty cool. There's a bunch of new guns, new equipment that you can get, and there's some tweaks to it. So it's not like a major, major update, but if you're a Helldivers fan like me, like anything is great, and I'm super psyched that there's going to be new stuff to play. So just a heads up to everybody out there. I haven't gotten into it yet, and I think it may be out soon if it's not already out, but even a little bit of new Helldivers is wonderful news to me.
1: Yeah, and I hope that this is uh, kind of sparks their... Or maybe they're already working on like campaign stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. God, I mean I just have no idea. I don't know what they're doing. How are they feeding themselves? Are they selling something? What <laughs> is even do they all have other jobs? I don't they even know. They might all
1: have other jobs. I mean, yeah. maybe,
0: maybe. But anyway, yeah. I love Helldivers. It's all, I play the best on PS4, but I think it's on Vita. I think it's on PC. I don't know if it's on Xbox though, and I definitely don't think it's on Switch. So you might have to go. I, th- I would say P- PS4 is probably the best way to play. Yeah, it, I but, loved on PS4 yeah. that controller.
1: Um, I would say my memory from that was getting killed by the drop pod. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you can actually die as you get. Or the other person can die if you get resurrected, because when you get resurrected, you're brought like a little drop pod comes down, but it comes down really
0: fast. It's like a fucking rocket hitting the planet. Yeah, and you yeah, call yeah. and stuff, you're like, yeah. oh damn. Yeah, like your buddy dies. You call down reinforcements. The reinforcement pod comes down, crushes you because you're standing in the wrong place, but then your buddy's there. So hopefully they can bring you back. Yeah, It's fun. It's it's shenanigans. It's fun. It's awesome. It's really well tuned. I love Helldivers. But, so that's the thing. If you haven't played Helldivers, play it. I love it. And my gold star seal of approval. Um, the other thing I want to give I uh, I don't want to say a shout out because that, that sounds too positive. I need to be a little bit negative on this one. Uh, brand new game that just came out for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. I'm playing it on Switch right now. It's called Dark Devotion. It is a 2D side view platformer. But it's also a little bit like a Souls-like. And it's also a little bit like a roguelike. I don't exactly know what it's about. You basically play a girl who's in a temple. You're supposed to get to the bottom of the temple. Um, You can only drop down ledges. You can't climb up them. And unless there's a ladder, you can't get back up. So it's kind of got this feeling of you going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, which is kind of cool. Uh, you have different weapons to pick from and there's like a blocking mechanic and there's stamina. So it's, it's fairly souls like in that aspect. I started playing it on the switch and I'm like, okay, this seems fine in general, but there is a problem. There is a big, big problem with dark devotion. It is too fucking dark. And when I say it's dark, I don't mean like the themes are depressing or it's like you know, a sad game. I mean, I can't fucking see what's on the screen. It is literally (laughs) too dark.
1: And it's in the name of the game. That's funny.
0: I mean, they are very upfront. Dark Devotion. Yeah, sure is. It is fucking dark in here. And I just, I want to play this game because I like what I've seen so far, the little bit that I've seen. But like, in order for me to play this game, I had to crank the brightness. Like, I mean... Almost to the max, but you can't really do it to the max because then you get a weird washed-out look to the screen. That yeah, it just
1: looks gray and stuff. Yeah,
0: it looks gray, and it doesn't really increase the visibility, but I had to crank the brightness, fiddle with the settings, and then I had to be in a 100% dark room with the switch like pushed up to my face so I could see what was going on. And I was still dying. Like, There's these traps that are there, and sometimes they're really you just can't see them. There's a lot of spike pits that you could easily avoid, but if you can't see them, you walk right into them. And like last night I was playing... I, I walked into the same fucking pit, like, nine times, Ugh. and I knew it was there. I knew it was there, and I kept falling into it because I couldn't see where the fuck it was. And It I seems was like just... the worst type of game to be dark. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And, like, I just got really frustrated with it. So I sent an email to um, the developers, and I'm like, look, guys, like, fucking knock it off. Like whatever you're doing, please fix this. Wait, this would is... your email just knock it off? I mean, I... Hey guys, knock it off, knock it the fuck off. You guys, They're I know like, you're what? trying to be cool and edgy. I know you want it to be spooky and dark. I can't see anything. And I want to yeah. play this game. It just needs to be patched. It needs to be fixed because I just can't see it. And I mean, I got to be honest, like you don't need to have a dark game for it to be scary or oppressive. I mean, I, I just talked about blasphemous a while ago, blasphemous on the switch. You could not have themes that were darker than blasphemous. It's all about, like, self-sacrifice and about sin and about innocent people being killed and blood. And, like, it's the darkest shit. And yet, that game's graphics, super bright, super colorful. I could easily see what was going on in the screen. It was very easy to play. I really appreciated that about it. And there's, you know, there's, there's plenty of games out there that can be dark that do not require it to be literally dark. So, I just... Oh man, I'm just really frustrated. I don't like dark games in general because I believe that video in the term video games is there for a reason. I believe you should probably see what you're playing. That's, I mean, call me old school. I think you should see the video. Um, So I'm just, that's all I got to say right now. I really like what it's doing. I want to play more, but I just can't see it. And I really hope the developers realize that it looks like shit in handheld mode on the Switch. They need to fix it.
1: Yeah, it's funny because um, isn't it also a roguelike in a way? It I was is. Like, looking it up, and so that's like the another terrible thing. You want to be able to see everything because you're gonna have to go back to the same place over and over again. Like you said, with that pit. It's exactly what I'm doing. You only Good have golly. three
0: at the point of the game. I'm at. You can only get hit three times, and if you take two hits because you can't see stuff and you've only got one hit left, and this game is hard. Just yeah. you know, without the darkness, without the pits. I mean, the combat can be fairly challenging. I just it's it's too frustrating. And I you know
1: me, yeah. I am not a roguelike person. That yeah. is another characteristic of mine. Um, and so you do that and it's hard to even play it. Yeah. The thing is, though it sucks because I'm looking at the images and the, the graphics look pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the graphics are great. The sprite work so. is really nice. Like, I think they have a very good thing going. They just fuck themselves by making it too goddamn dark. So, like, dudes, just chill. Put some light in your game. And I would very happily come back to it. I really want to play it some more. I like it. I just can't see it. So, yeah, yeah. All right. I hope they I do know. that maybe. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's, okay, turning it back over to you, Carlos. Trover saves the universe DLC. Now, I have not played this game, but uh Jared Johnston did review it for us at Game Critics. Uh he liked it a lot. It's a VR game from one of the guys that does the uh what the fucking show. Oh, Rick and Morty. I've never seen the Rick and Morty show, and I know that What? I've never seen it. No, have not seen it. Holy crap. Oh on a uh, stick. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. I was going to watch it because one of the guys behind Rick and Morty was one of the guys behind Community, and I really loved Community. I thought that was a great show. But then all these weird, obsessive asshole fans came out for Rick and Morty, and it really turned me off of the whole thing. Like The fandom is like apparently really toxic, so I was like, eh, I'm going to give this a pass for now, and I just, I just steered clear of the whole thing.
1: Okay, well, so here's the thing. It's um, I do like Rick and Morty, and the uh, the game is VR, but also not. So you can just, like, play it regular on your oh, screen. Oh, okay,
0: okay, good to know.
1: Yeah, and so uh, I really okay. liked it because there's a couple things to say about it. I-, I played the original when it first came out. I mean, I played it as soon as it was released, uh, and now there's DLC, which I'll go into in a second. But, yeah, the general game is if you're not playing in VR, you can just look at the screen and you control a character who's in a chair like first person view uh, and that person is just watching the action and your controller moves anything you do on the controller is controlling trover who's in front of you in the world so wait a minute you're okay wait hold on you're, i know i did I, I think i messed that up so,
0: so you're <laughs> you you the player are playing a character that's in, a, in chair. a chair. And that yes. character in a chair is controlling another character in the game world? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's it. And that's so in VR, confusing. that makes
1: a lot of sense because it's just like it's essentially first person. You're looking at this character, which they do be, they've do. they already done. Like VR games do that a lot with platformer games. Okay. Where you're kind of just looking at a character and, and he's moving around. Okay. So that's the same style. But then when you do it on a screen without VR, it actually works. Like it's a really unique experience. But... Um, I think the way that they created uh, Trover's like attack and roll and jump abilities, they're really fun to play. So you kind of just deal with the fact that you're looking at this thing in the distance. Um, And it's interesting. There's a video on YouTube about, uh, we know what first person games are, we know what third person, but we don't know what second person games are. And this is essentially that because you're kind of like looking at another player. Uh, And controlling them. So that's the mechanics of it. It's actually really fun without VR. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I mainly got it because I do like Rick and Morty. And I like Justin Roiland. Um, His humor is just ridiculous. And he basically made a whole game studio called Squanch Games to make video games. And this is their first one. Um, I bring it up because I had forgotten how much I really enjoyed the humor. It's just very improv-y. The characters and the NPCs in the world are Basically, Justin Roiland, just, you know, bullshitting. And that's refreshing to have in a video game because so many, like, NPCs are either super robotic, right? Hi, oh, hi, how can I help you today? Hi, oh, how can yeah. I help you today? Or they're uh, well drama acted, but they're not very rarely are they comedic. And it's hard to pull that off, especially improv comedic. So, my kudos to this game and the DLC is that. The DLC is like a short little area where you just basically do odd jobs around the space station, but you don't get it for that, and you don't get the game for that. You get it for the conversations. So I walk up to the same person like three or four times, but they have three or four different stories to tell me and ways to tell me to fuck off. You know, like, get get the fuck out of here, you, you dummy, you, you piece of shit. Get out of here. And I could listen to that all, the, all day. So if you like Rick and Morty, get Trover Saves the Universe, and if you like... Uh, the game, just pick up the DLC because it's more of the same.
0: It's funny that you're saying that because I don't know quite what the the humor of Rick and Morty is. I mean, I, I kind of judge by the fans that it's really irritating and I might not like it because I've had some, like, I've had some irritating run-ins with some of the fans and they're very vocal about being fans and I find the whole thing to be kind of weird. Weird. So <sighs> I don't I just, even... Yeah, I'd I don't even look at that side of it, though. Like That's I mean, interesting. I try not to, but like when I was at PAX, I, I mean, every third person was dressed up like the scientist guy. Is he Rick or is he Morty? Which one is the scientist? Oh, it's Rick. Okay, yeah. There was like every third person was Rick. And some of those people were just like being real assholes. So that kind of turned me off the whole thing. I realize you shouldn't judge the, the content <laughs> of a thing by its fans, and that's not a fair comparison and all that. But it's like... And the world where I'm living in, where I have such limited free time, I find it really easy to cut things out of my life that just don't immediately click with me. And having those run-ins with those people, whether that's fair or not, probably very unfair. Yeah, I would say
1: that the, the, the humor of it is, and I'm not sure, I don't know if I know your full uh, level of what you like humor-wise, but it's, it's just that really ridiculous uh, humor that really feels like it's improv Because Justin and Dan Harmon both, you know, have fun with yes they're writing scripts but they're also having fun while they're recording it and justin will do like 12 takes of the same line and it really truly feels like different things like one whole episode is just them looking at intergalactic tv where every channel is like something insane because it's like any other anything that could ever happen in any universe parallel reality is on this television and each one is like, hey, welcome to the the Beatles in his eyes show. This guy's got Beatles in his eyes. What the, what the fuck's this all about? Holy shit. And then it cuts and there's another episode with something crazier. That's kind of the humor. It's just like ridiculousness.
0: Uh, I will have to take your word for it. I mean, maybe I'll check it out sometime because I know it has a lot of fans and I do like Dan Harmon's work. I'm not familiar with Justin Roiland, but... Um... I, I do remember i do remember jared saying that if you like that humor this is absolutely that jam so if you i mean for people out there who know it and you like it i mean this is two people who are saying that if you like that humor this is all about the humor so i mean there you go yep. and two yeah. people equals uh get it get it if you like that stuff yes absolutely <laughs> all right dude uh let's move on to something else uh that i i know a little bit more about which is golf uh, you're playing what the golf, which I realize is the the world's most realistic golf simulator, real physics, real characters. <laughs> it's got the PGA logo. Is that is that the game we're no, talking about today, Carlos? No, you're
1: wrong. Oh no, my notes are wrong. wrong notes. Oh no. Okay, yeah, what are we talking I don't about? Know what those notes were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Jack Nicholas uh, golf. No, it is. I just kept hearing about it through the grapevine. I don't know. And uh, people kept saying, you got to check this thing out. It's weird. And it kind of reminds you of uh, WarioWare, which is a minor spoiler.
0: Wow. I don't think of of WarioWare when I think of golf.
1: Right, which is no one has until now. That's why what the golf is here. Okay. Um, I also used it because it was a game that was only available currently, maybe somewhere else, but I think it was at the time only available on Epic Game Store which I had not used yet because of various reasons. Um, the process, by the way, of installing Epic Games Launcher was kind of annoying and it made me go out to a browser to log into it. And I was like, but I'm already in the app, what, why? Uh, so I didn't like that experience. But when I finally got in, uh, I picked up What the Golf first purchase and it is like Katamari Damacy, Nobi Nobi Boy, Watam, which is coming out soon, and Donut Country, um, or is it Donut County? Donut County, County, yeah. So it's like those where you like, what is this game? What's the next level going to be? Holy shit, this is weird. And in a very, very good way, it is the most
0: addictive thing I'm playing right now. So okay, so let's back it up a little bit. I don't have a very good idea of what's going on. You said you said a lot of games that I like, like you know Donut County and WarioWare. Well, that was the Sun Mario Dynasty. I mean, I get it, but it's like. Okay, so like, break it down. Break it down. Is, is this like level by level? Like, how does it play? How much golf is in this golf game? Like, what what are we even talking about here?
1: Okay, I'm gonna only give the bare answers, bare minimum answers. Okay. All right. It is a golf game in the sense that you have a power meter and an you know angle meter that the traditional golf meter type okay, thing. Okay. Okay. That you can slide around, so it's not you can aim it, so it's not just like in one direction. Aim it, pull the power back, and let go. That's the only golf mechanic in the game, really. There's also a hole, but that hole could not necessarily be a hole. There's a, let's just say, destination. So if you put your in your mind, those two ideas of golf, those are in the game. Okay. But what happens when you get in there is not necessarily just golf. I think the very first hole is actually golf. Okay. And then it's never really golf again. And how you traverse this whole world of like many, many uh, levels and different in quotes holes is by literally pushing your little golf ball around this like space station or some sort of like facility. And as you push the golf ball around with that same golf meter, right, aiming and doing the speed. Uh huh it hits different buttons and then those little buttons open up holes and then you can go in those holes and they become levels. So you're basically clearing out levels in these, in this huge, um, somewhere station. And then as you open up more things, more doors open and you can get to different levels. But then every time you go in one of those levels, it becomes a course and whatever that course is, is different each time. So I'll give you one small example. The first time you hit the golf ball, it goes to the pin, and goes to the hole, and that's it. It says, yay, hole in one or something. And then the second time you swing, your actual golf club just goes flying. <laughs> <laughs> and your golf club is the thing that has to make it to the, to the, the hole. Uh, and it just has to hit the, like, the flag. And then like, the third time, maybe, your whole person goes flying, because now you have a person who's aiming, and then the person is the thing you
0: have to push to the hole. Okay. So, okay. So like, so it could, okay. So it's just like the basic concept of getting a thing to a location, but it could be like different items or maybe there's different challenges along the way. So it's not just yeah. trying to get a hole in one. It could be, okay. Okay. What's, what's like let, me a, get, let me give you yeah, yeah, one more spoiler. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. Give I want to give,
1: give, yeah, give you a crazy one. Cause people, I want people into this game because it quickly escalates into, I mean, when you start playing, you just like at your computer, just laughing. You're like, how is, how are they even doing this? There's a nod to super Mario brothers. I'll say that complete with music. That's like original music <laughs> that they made. That sounds like Mario brothers. There's a part where it's like flappy bird. There's a part where it's like, um, you're shooting arrows at things. It's insane, dude. And it is so addictive. Cause I was, it was like one in the morning and I'm like, I gotta go to bed, but I just could do one more of these holes. Is it, it's fucking great, man.
0: It sounds good. good. It's coming to switch pretty soon. And I think that's where I was kind of waiting for it. But is it, is it kind of the thing where it's like you spend like 15 seconds on a hole and then you move on? Or is it like pretty in depth? Is it challenging or like what kind of a, what kind of a vibe are they going for? Like, are you, are you finding yourself doing a hole like 20, 30, 40 times? Or is it just more of like a gimmicky? Oh, that was really fun. And then you do it one or two times and then you move on. Like, like what kind of a Well, okay, yeah,
1: Yeah. they're going for fast. But at the same time, each hole has uh, three levels. So after you beat it, you can go back in and say, okay, give me a challenge. Number one. And sometimes that challenge is quite different. Like it actually, no, actually almost every single time it's quite different. Where like the same hole, uh, it'll be a totally different type of thing you have to do. But with some of those mechanics they introduced. So like one time there's a mechanic of there's a mechanic of skateboarding at some point and uh, you know you you beat it but then you pick the challenge level and now you're like going down this crazy hill that wasn't even in the original hole. And then there's also the crown level, which is after that. and if you beat the crown level and you beat so many crown levels in one area, then you open up something else. So yeah, there's depth in the fact that you replay it but they're not, you're not replaying it just to do better when you replay it, which is, Genius! You're playing a different aspect of that
0: hole. Okay, so it's like more content, not just like go faster or get a better score. Yeah, but it something is totally more different. content. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's like my favorite thing. Is like I hate, I hate score chasing and I hate trying to just like improve a run or something. But if it's like a totally different challenge, that to me is way more interesting.
1: It is. That's why I kept playing it. I could not stop. This thing is on my mind all the time. Okay. so good. Okay. Okay. Did you finish it or not yet? No. It's so massive. I mean, there's just so much stuff to do um i don't even yeah it really seems like a lot i think i'm 30 percent they said okay, down with okay. It. and I, I played a ton of it
0: this sounds like my jam i'm gonna check this out i th- i'm pretty sure it's still coming to switch which i'm really interested in uh but this sounds really fun it kind of reminds me i was going to ask you um there was another crazy golf game that came out maybe like last year where your ball had feet and a face
1: i love that game what, i do you talked know what that about on some called? podcast let me look called? up
0: uh, I forgot what it's called. Oh no, it's pool. It's the pool one, right? I think so. Yeah, it was kind of like that, and it was kind of like a you know, yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm I am wrong. I'm thinking. I'm getting my white balls. Mixed pool, up. Panic. Pool, pool panic. Pool panic. Okay, but that's kind of what you're describing to me. But swap golf for pool, like as in billiards. Right. Is it kind of the same sort of a thing?
1: Uh, yes and no. Like pool panic is only one main idea, and yeah, the levels were different. Like one time you're in a barn, and one time you're in a forest. But those mechanics kind of stay the same, right? So you you understand what it is, but the locations vary. And this thing, everything varies. Okay. Right? Like literally, yeah, you don't even understand what you're doing. You're like, wait, what? How does this relate to the mechanics? <laughs> uh, and in pool, by, by the way, everybody check out pool panic. What a great game. And I, I don't think enough people uh, checked that out. It got nine out of 10, nine out of 10 on a lot of um, scorecards. So
0: pool All panic. Right. Pool panic. But So check out Pool Panic, uh, but uh, What the Golf sounds very interesting. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to check that one out. That sounds really, really good. And so far, total recommendation, right? Total recommendation. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, Moving On is a title that I have been looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, this is one of those. I've kind of become infamous recently on this show. Um, I talked about it, I think, mostly before you came aboard, but there's, I have this track record of like seeing games at PAX or on some kind of like developer stream or something and getting like really, really excited about something. And then the game ends up taking like forever to come out and I follow it the whole time and I watch it. And, and when it finally comes out, it ends up being super disappointing and I hate it. Like that's happened multiple times to me. And I just, I almost don't want to have hope anymore because I just, I hate the letdown feeling. Uh, but this is one lonely mountains downhill. I've been watching for, I think at least two years. I have two, by the way, Yeah, I bet you have. Did you see it at PAX for the first time also? Yeah,
1: it's at PAX and then somewhere else. But I think I might have
0: kickstarted it because I definitely played this before. Okay, I've definitely played it before too. I played it on the Switch at PAX. Um, I'm I'm playing it right now on Game Pass. You are playing it on PS4? PS4, yeah. And full disclosure, the developer gave us a code for you to play this game on PS4. So just putting that out there. Uh, This is a game that is coming, published by Thunderful. They are great people. I love the people at Thunderful. a fairly new uh, publishing house. It is kind of a third person. It looks, I don't know, like vaguely, like an updated, like, bike sort of a thing. A little bit like Trials, sort of, but very clean polygon uh, art style to it. You play a little dude on a, like a BMX bike or a mountain bike, and you start at the top of a mountain, and then you just have to get to the bottom of the mountain, and you can do that by any means necessary, There is a trail that goes down the mountain, which is like the slowest, safest route. But if you want to like spice things up, you can also take like any shortcut that you want to. You can like ride your bike off a cliff and hopefully that there's something down below that will catch you. Hopefully, you know, if there's a ramp, you can like boost off the ramp and hopefully there's like a a ledge you can land on on the other side. You can dodge between trees. And you basically just have to like, there's a series of challenges too. So it's like the first challenge is like just get to the bottom of the hill, however long it takes, however many crashes you do, whatever. Then it's like get to the bottom of the hill in three minutes or get to the bottom of the hill crashing less than 20 times. And then like the challenges go up and up. You can unlock more tracks, unlock little suits for your dude and knock different kinds of bikes. So it's definitely got like a trials kind of a flavor, although it doesn't feel like trials. Um, and so far, uh, I am pretty into it. I have I have some thoughts, but I'm going to turn it over to you, Carlos. What do you think of, of Lonely, hill, Lonely Mountains Downhill so far?
1: Yeah, I love it. Um, I am a sucker for kind of bike games in general as i just mentioned earlier i love fails so this has this is some full of, the of fails best dude. fails yeah mm-hmm. and the the look of it like you said is simple it's kind of voxel looking a little bit yeah yeah and um you know the character is very nondescript but it actually makes it easier to deal with when you you know send him off a cliff and he hits somewhere really hard and he does bleed he, he has these little blood vloxels that come out, <laughs> and, uh, and it's pretty awesome. I mean, they really do a little bit of that physics. Uh, yeah, not to go back to session again, but they do it in a really good way where once you've hit something, it makes sense how the character kind of falls, uh, and it looks really great. And by the way, speaking of that Imgur account, which will uh, link in the show notes, it, I made a fail video of all these amazing fails in the game, and I just put it up this morning. Uh, It is so much fun to go downhill and pick your path because Basically you can hit R2 on PS4 You can hit R2 to just ride normally and then you hit X to power up and go faster and there's a a Amount that you can use of that, right? So that's a meter and it goes down and then it refills Um, Similar type of controls on different platforms, but essentially that's it and then brake and when you brake and you're going fast, it does this really cool kind of skid effect.
0: Yeah, yeah. But,
1: which is very, like, fun to do. You know, it's very, um, I don't know, just relaxing, but also nerve-wracking at the same time.
0: Totally, totally. Like, I, I, I'm I, still getting used to the controls. Um, let's let's dig into this a little bit, because I like this a lot. Like, like I, I'm i not a racing kind of guy, but I love Trials. And this has enough of that Trials flavor where it's kind of got its hooks in me. Like, I really enjoy what it's doing like riding this bike picking your path and it's really really cool when you are going down a hill and you're like okay that looks like there may be something down below it like it looks like maybe like a slope it's not on the path but you're thinking there's probably something down there you ride your bike down and as long as you don't like go too fast or wreck or something like you can ride down it and land and there's been a couple times when I've been kind of like slightly out of control going too fast around a corner and like you hit that you try to break and it does that yeah I mean kind of realistic like breaking in a dirt like you know you kind of skid and slide and if you go off that thing there's been a couple times i mean i wish i would have saved the video i didn't save it but like you go off this thing you're flying down you're like oh my oh my god i'm gonna decapitate myself when i land and then like you just kind of hit the edge of like a wall or cliff it buffers you like just enough and then you come down you bounce on like a boulder that's just flat enough and then like you you know you roll off of that and then you're down on the bottom and you're like you totally make it and i'm like oh my god that was like fucking amazing i can't believe i fucking pulled that off that was so cool like those moments i think are awesome i really I really dig those moments a lot. I have fails way more often than I have those cool moments. But when the cool moments do come in, really good stuff. I mean, yeah, it
1: reminds me of a session, like I said, again, it's like when you pull it off after all those fails, you're like, yeah, that's amazing.
0: Absolutely. And, and I
1: had that same thing where I went up on, you know, the side of a mountain somewhere and I'm like, no way am I going to make this? And I bounced like, you know, the back tire off of it, <laughs> some some other rock and landed on the path. And I'm like, holy crap, it actually worked. Yeah,
0: when you can pull that stuff off, it feels amazing. But I'm, so let me ask you this, Carlos, because I like this game a lot, but I do have a couple of concerns. So let's talk about it. Um, my first concern is the camera viewpoint. Now, when... OK, so granted, I'm still just learning the game. I only really started playing it like yesterday. So I am by no means an expert. I am just like noob to the extreme right now. So it's learning my way. But as I'm playing through it, I feel like I really want the camera to be pulled back more. Um, when you're going slow... It seems like the camera zooms in. And when you're going faster, it seems like it zooms out a little bit, which is fine. But I kind of want it to be zoomed out even more all the time because if I could see more of the screen, then I could better plan my route. Because, I mean, I, I don't know what you think, but sometimes when I'm going down a hill and I'm like, okay, I can't see very much of the screen. I'm going to stick with what looks clear. But if I could have only seen a little bit wider view, I would have seen, oh, okay, well, here's this other potential path. And I'm not a big fan of just like Driving blindly off a cliff like I kind of want to see if there's something down below it or if there's like maybe a path I could be shooting for Um, I kind of want the camera to be pulled back more. How do you feel about the camera?
1: Yeah, I have similar feelings. I think so. I think part of it might be For the gameplay. I know that you might not like that answer, but I'm wondering if some of it's like, you know part of the challenge is learning the course And, you know, the first time you go down, you're gonna be like, I have no idea what's down there. And also the challenge of like, you can't just see the whole thing and just like see where that um, short path is. Because I think if you don't see that short path and don't just know it, um, you, you have to like figure it out. But if you saw the whole thing, or at least a lot more of it, you might be like, oh, I'll just go to the left and bypass all this shit. So I'm just saying devil's advocate, it might be part of the gameplay, But to your point and your defense, I don't like when the trees block my view. So you're going down. A lot of times the trees will pop up into the camera. And then now it's not now it's not even fair because then I can't see my character. So that happens sometimes. And that's the part that bothers me the most. But I think in general, yeah, I think they're doing that for the gameplay. But it is tricky, too.
0: It's weird because I, I find myself going slow because i can't really see very much ahead but if you go slow it seems like the camera zooms in which is exactly where i don't want it to be which kind of suggests that they want you to go faster but i can't see enough so i don't go faster because i'm trying not to crash but the only way to get a better view apparently i mean if i'm not wrong is to go faster so it feels like they're kind of forcing you to go a little bit faster if you want to kind of play more optimally and get a better view but i just i mean i'm having a hard time clicking with that i mean maybe it's just me Maybe I need to practice more, but I, I, I feel like they're kind of goosing me in a, a direction that I don't necessarily want to go. Um, but I'm going to go just I'm going to roll with it for a while and just see what happens. So that's that's one thing that is kind of on my mind about it. The other thing is what control scheme are you using? There are two available. There's one where it is you you are always steering left and right. Like if you push left, the the, the biker will turn left no matter which way he's facing. So like if the biker is going downhill and you push left, then he will turn to your right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like remote controls. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other one is it's uh, screen-specific. So if your character is on the screen, no matter what way he's facing, he will always go left if you push left. Uh, So kind of like universal direction controls. Which control scheme are you using? I'm using the
1: one where wherever you push on the controller is where it goes.
0: Okay, that is the one I'm using also because I felt like it would be too confusing to do remote controls on this. How are you finding the controls? Do you find that they are responsive enough? Or like, what's your feeling on the controls? Because this is a game all about control like if you don't have control of this you don't have anything so how do you feel about it
1: well i'm actually going to post um to my imger some of my successes too because like that's a good idea when you were saying like if you were just recording because once you get it down you know all those fails are kind of like almost like roguelike which i despise roguelikes interesting um is you know after you've failed a ton of times you're like really good at that you know turn that was really hard for you so like I just played this morning again for a minute and I was booking it down the hill on the like the first, you know, hill um, because I knew that thing. So I think the controls get better as you know, the mountain better because I was flying, dude. You know what I mean? And I was doing the skid at the top speed because I knew exactly where that thing was. And I was like, oh, I'll just uh, skid here and be able to make it and I'll jump this huge jump where there's like, these huge like. Um, Cliffs, you know, and you can make it to another part of the cliff and I was just making those with ease. So I really think it's just playing it enough because the controls feel really good when you feel comfortable, but when you're like afraid, I guess it's like real life. If you're on a bike and you're afraid, you're like probably going to fail because (laughs) you have to like be confident. You know what I mean? And I feel like my confidence level is getting pretty high now, Um, which is not to say that they make the maps get harder because I'm in like the second mountain right now. And one of those challenges is again, a timed event, yeah. which I think is a little too hard right now. I wouldn't mind those being a little bit easier,
0: yeah.
1: um, but like some cliffs or some rocks will just show up. And I'm like, dude, I don't, even if I knew that was coming, that's tough. So I'd say my gripe is, and this is my only real gripe with it, is not the controls, because uh, to answer your question, I really love them, but it's that in order to open up free ride which is obviously super fun because you can just go wherever you want do whatever you want the only way you can open up free ride in a mountain is to beat all the regular levels uh, beginner stuff and the expert stuff and some of the expert stuff is tough man like even the first hill it was like get down the hill in two minutes 30 seconds and that was really tough so i just wouldn't mind free ride being open I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I mean, I agree. I mean, the very first challenge is called, like, Explorer, So it's just, like, get to the bottom of the mountain. And that's kind of what I've been using as my free ride. Uh, but I agree. I'm still on the first mountain, and I'm trying to do the challenges. And some of them have taken me, like, several tries. Like, it's definitely not an easy game. Even though, like, if you look at the graphics, it seems like it might be kind of a fun, easy-breezy sort of a thing. But it's really a lot more demanding than it looks. Um, and so... Yeah. Those challenges are not easy, and I am still haven't cleared them all. So I'm working on that. I haven't gotten to the second mountain yet, but uh, I'll get there. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think a free ride is kind of a thing that should always be open because that's the kind of thing that really encourages you to learn the mountain and to explore and experiment without being too worried about how many crashes you have or how much time you're spending. So
1: Right. I thought in the yeah. beginning it says, it shows like kind of tutorial like, hey, push this button to do this. I thought it was going to give you like a free mountain, you know, like just one mountain that it doesn't have any sort of events. Right. Right. That's, that's what I would love for the developers to even just throw in, you know, as a patch or something like, Hey, here's bunny Hill, you know, yeah, yeah. Here's the one where you just do all this shit and fail and have fun. And I feel like it might've been in an early version of what I played. I don't, I don't remember, but I feel like I played a camp in that game that was just not attached to, you know, a level. Um, but I will say this last thing is what's really cool. Also is the statistics. So they put a bunch of that in the game. So you can kind of like see what your hardest crash was and um, not videos or anything, but like, uh, which actually would be cool. But like, you know, just like farthest distance and and hardest crash and all that kind of stuff. I think that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, those stats are always fun. Super fun. So, I mean, I'm still learning it. I'm still not very far, but I really like it. And this is, I think, one of the few times when a game that I have been wanting for a long time actually turned out to be really good there was one other one Pl- did you ever play plunge that was at pax for a couple years in a row did you play plunge no on, i didn't uh, do you know no. what i'm talking about do you know, do you know what that game is
1: i don't at all no
0: a slight slight tangent uh that was another one on my list where i looked at it for like two years it disappeared for a while it came back it released on switch on pc it, not sure if it's on ps4 or xbox one uh it's like a isometric it's one of those games where like it's a puzzle game where your character like if you if you move them instead of moving one square they slide all the way to the other end of the map it's like like every map is like made of ice and so you have to be careful about your moves mm. um and you play like a person who's descending into like this infinite dungeon um that was another one i was looking for for a long time i talked about it on the show uh, a little while ago the plunge was a great one that turned out to be really great it's still on my switch i love that game a bunch and now i can happily say that lonely mountains downhill also turned out to be a winner i'm really digging it so far um i don't know that i'm necessarily gonna like complete every challenge and i gotta tell you man those time challenges really fucking stress me out, dude. Like I just, I just get stressed. I like playing it when I'm when I don't care about the challenges. That's really fun, and then the stress comes in with the time. But I'm still, I'm still digging it a lot. I think this is a really cool, really fun game that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look uh, forward to playing more of. I think it's coming to the Switch soon. It's on Game Pass for free right now if you pay for Game Pass, which is fucking nuts. And you're playing it on PS4, right? Yeah.
1: And- right. And I'm glad you brought that up real quick. This is my uh, truly final statement, is that you said you don't like to time things. And I, yeah, that's the, the most difficult thing in that game. I found a pro tip last night. Okay. Because I was not sleeping and I was just playing this game. Um, it was, so whenever you get a checkpoint in the, in the the um, on the mountain.
0: Yeah, several checkpoints down the mountain. There's several yep. checkpoints,
1: right? So once you cross a checkpoint, say you did pretty damn good. Like you got the first checkpoint in like 30 seconds or something. Now, as soon as you get that checkpoint, go explore, go anywhere you want, try to find the, the quickest route down, crash a ton, because it resets to time and puts you back at that marker.
0: Okay, so if so, you're not actually adding any time. You're by not adding around. time. Okay. Other games do that. This is the pro tip
1: of the pro tips. <laughs> you just go and fuck up. Like, I was like, I'm gonna try to go on the side of the mountain, because I feel like that might have a path. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just eat shit, but you just die a bunch and then it resets you. And so I actually beat the first mountains expert challenge by doing that.
0: Okay. So that's an excellent tip. So like it only, it only keeps the time if you cross the next checkpoint. So if you fuck around and find, like you're saying, like find the optimal route, practice that route, do it perfectly. Even though it may have taken you a hundred tries, it only counts that one perfect one when you cross the line, right? Yep. Okay. That sounds that that's very fair. That is very fair. that sounds like very they didn't tell you that you know i just had to like keep trying dying and i was like oh yeah look it didn't even
1: reset so cool okay that is
0: that is absolutely a pro tip thank you for sharing that and that will be of great service to our listeners i think everybody should try this agree oh yeah holy crap i mean this and what the golf
1: are like um just super addictive wow okay all right
0: we are talking about some good ass games on this show which is a a change for because we usually i mean Corey and i we, we brought bummers to the show fairly often. We were not afraid to talk about bummers, but we are talking about some good shit so far. Um, let's see if we can turn that around. Oh, Car- we can. <laughs> we can. Carlos, uh, I've, I've I've talked about Fortnite on the show. I mean, rarely. I, I almost never talk about it, but frequent listeners of the show will know that this, Fortnite was my number one most played game of last year, which is, sounds crazy, but it's true. Uh, I don't talk about it, but I do play it quite a bit. Uh, you... What is your history with Fortnite? And uh, you're the one who added it to the script. What did you want to talk about? I bring
1: it up just because I mentioned it on my podcast uh, recently. And, you know, the whole thing happened where the black hole appeared and sucked out Fortnite, and Fortnite was gone for a couple days. Essentially, it was just them shutting down their servers and rebooting it with a new map and a very you know smart marketing idea
0: it's crazy when the biggest game in the world goes completely offline for two days that is that is nuts that is a right that, so then you just a baller hide move
1: yeah for sure yeah you hide it in this kind of black hole thing which by the way that was done brilliantly because like if you were in the menu screen and that black hole event happened you saw the black hole even in the menu screens which was so hard to do as i work in a game now um you know at work that like just figuring out network stuff and peer-to-peer stuff all that stuff it just seems crazy how they pulled that off so kudos to them for that but not kudos to them for a very terrible game for a, like a brand new player the first time i ever played it i got hit shot headshot immediately uh and someone like built a huge tower like on my corpse you know like We're, okay
0: oh. <laughs> all right yep. wait, wait, wait. let's back up when was the first time you played it was it after the black hole like with chapter two which just launched or no, no, when no, no, was the the first your first time,
1: time? No, no, the first time was when it came out. Like, you know, I try everything. So. Okay, so
0: back in the day. So like like last year, two years ago, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, A couple okay. Of years probably. And All so, right.
1: yeah, I was just like, well, yeah, there's a bunch of um, people here, and they have their friends. They're like just mic chatting and having fun, and I'm not part of this thing. And also, I'm terrible at it, and you just get killed right away. Um, and in general, I'm not like the super fan of just a basic Battle Royale because it just is the same exact thing each time. Uh, and I definitely want like difference in, in dynamics. So didn't enjoy it, got killed right away, didn't really have any expectation or uh, want to to get better at it. And then the second time I was like, well, let me just try it again because maybe they did something different. There's a new map, who knows? So, and then the 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 trailer they put out was like, you know, wear crazy costumes, jump out of a van that's like, you know, and full of colors and look at all this crazy shit that's happening. You're riding a boat, holy shit. Uh, It can have some fun. So I thought I'd just go in and have some fun and see some craziness. I got the opposite of that. I basically, when you start Fortnite, if you don't know, you don't customize your character unless you pay money. So you just get a random character. And I had a blonde woman and I couldn't change anything about her or it was a guy or girl, nothing. And I just landed somewhere and had my little pickaxe and I saw a car and I was like, oh, just get in this car and drive around. It'd be fun. And I couldn't get in the car. And I was, like, Googling how to get in car in Fortnite. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like an old, ancient person. And uh, there was no answer, by the way. I think they're for show still. I don't understand it. but I So I smashed the car into bits and made, like, you know, resources for myself. And then ran towards the middle of the map so I could see what the craziness was all about. And the storm was getting me. Because, you know, that's what happens in this game. Like, a little ring appears, and you've got to get inside that ring before time runs out or you're dead. And I I ran by all these cars that I couldn't get in. And then I died. And I was like, this is great. Um, But then, hold on, here's my final piece of, my final piece is I was like, well, let me go in in the create mode and see what that's all about. Because maybe I could just have fun like Minecraft or something. And that was no fun at all too. Very confusing how you put down pre-made buildings, Unless I had a ton of people with me, with a hat, whether or on mic chat, I was just by myself making this thing for nobody. And then I played like some levels that people had made, where you couldn't do your Fortnite skills in it. You could just like walk around and read a story or something. And I was like, I'll never come back to this. (laughs) And I never did.
0: And he never did. Well, that's interesting um, because I remember when I first started playing Fortnite. I mean, I like okay, so just background. I started playing it before the battle royale mode even existed, like when it was just PVE, right? Um, way, way back when it first launched, and that was that was okay. I played it for like a week or two, and then it just got really grindy, and I kind of bailed out. And then the the battle royale part showed up, and I'm like, okay, I'll give this a try. Not super into it, and I just was like, eh, I don't, you know, I'm not that great of a a shooter player i'm more of like a strategy guy or like a roguelike guy or something so it wasn't my genre exactly and i just kind of bailed out but i eventually got back into it because my son was really into it and so he and all his friends were playing it and he's like dad you got to play with me and i'm like okay well i mean i'm the video game dad how lame is it that i don't play games with my son so i should definitely play this with my son so i got back into it and once i learned the ropes I great i mean i agree with you i think the tutorial I mean, there's not really a tutorial. They just kind of throw you in and you just kind of figure things out as you go. I guess they're kind of hoping you've got friends or something, or I'm sure there's like a jillion YouTube videos if you want to learn how to play. So they don't really tutorialize anything. Um, But I will say that now that they have started Chapter 2, which is is everything that's happened after they did their 48-hour Black Hole Go Offline news event that everybody was talking about, once it came back, it became Fortnite Chapter 2 with a new map and they made like tons of changes now maybe not immediately apparent to you because you haven't played that much but I think they have actually done a lot of things to make it way more comprehensible and way more player friendly to newcomers I mean they've added bots to the game which I think is amazing Um, there were never bots before so in the old Fortnite, every single person you saw was a real person and they were all better than you guaranteed
1: yeah but how did I not see any bots my entire play session I mean maybe you did and you just didn't realize it no, I saw no people. I you- got dropped on the outside of the map because I was trying to be sneaky. Okay. doing battle royales. And if you're going to make a map that big, then let me go to the side, the edge of it, right? So I was mm-hmm. by the beach. Mm-hmm. I had resources there. There was nobody from anywhere. I didn't see one person in my whole match. I guess I om- omitted that. I just saw resources and trees, and I ran towards the middle and died.
0: So- oh, okay. So you, you probably just took too long gathering resources, the storm caught up with you and you died in the storm before you got to like where the action was this Is kind of what it sounds like
1: yeah by the way we should stop calling them storms in our game scavengers you should check out scavengersgame.com. hey <laughs> it's a plug no but <laughs> it's an actual fucking storm i just i'm tired of people saying storm it's just a blue line there's like no
0: sure weather effects it's not a storm anyways it's a you, hey you're out of the battle rail. all right i mean that sounds like you had like a uh, you know, that's, I guess, natural consequences way of learning. Oh, I died in this blue line or the storm or, the, you know, the yeah. whatever. I should get to the, the center of the map quicker next time. I mean, yeah, they could they could put up a, a prompt that says, hey, get out of the storm or something. But, you know, I guess they kind of assume you're going to learn it. But in addition to that, if you had gotten to a part where there are people, uh, you would notice that they have a new system where they look at your win record or some kind of metric like that. And if you don't have a lot of wins, like your most of your game is bots, which I think is awesome because the bots are stupid. You can kill them really easy, so it like it teaches you how to play the game without those bots being lethal. If it was real people, which is you know like it was when I started playing, you would just get headshot every five seconds. It's not fun. But playing with the bots, they're all really dumb. You can kill like fifteen of them without really being in any danger. It gives you um, good practice. It lets you feel good about yourself because you've killed a couple guys. And it teaches you just like how the game flows. And then by the time you get to the end of the game, if you survive that long. You'll meet a couple real people, and then that's like when the challenge wraps up. I think it's really smart what they've done. I really like those changes. There's also like a million little UI changes, like when you change the gun, like a little text will come up telling you which gun you have, and little changes about telling you who's on your team. And there's like all these little tweaks there that I think are great. But again, like but again, I think there is no tutorial, and I agree with you. I think a lot of people would kind of benefit from just having a hey, this is what Fortnite's about, and this is how you play. Like they should do just like a starter level. Um, yeah, that also I'm,
1: I'm really um, I wish I would have known that thing you just said about the bots uh, before I played because again nothing told me that unless I was like, reading patch you would, notes. Yeah, you
0: would never know that unless you read the patch notes. Yeah, so
1: um, I would have went to the middle. Do you know what I mean? When I first started, yeah, I would have yeah. went to middle, and that would have felt good about myself. Killed some people, but I immediately thought
0: Fortnite, go to the middle and die. So which is traditionally how it was, but that is definitely a change. I'll, oh, so I'll challenge you with this, dude. I know this is maybe not your jam. That's totally fine if it's not your jam, but maybe try it again. Drop like when you get off of the when you, you know, you're parachuting into the map or whatever, go to like one of the, the places that has a name or like go to like a city or something because there's guaranteed to be bots there. They usually drop in the, the cities or the towns that are scattered throughout the map. Drop down. You'll see how dumb they are. You can kill a couple of them. You'll feel good to get a couple kills racked up. And then, and then you'll just kind of get like a better flow, like you know you Wait, find. Wait, but then real players
1: talk. show up, or how does it work after that?
0: Yeah, like after. So like if you're you're a brand new player, you've like never won the game, you've barely played it. You're gonna start like basically a clean slate. Your game will be like 85% bots. Like almost every single person you meet will be a bot. And then like every like once in a while you'll meet a real player, and you'll be able to tell because the bots like they just look dumb. Like they're not doing stuff that normal people would do. Like if you shoot them, they'll like move a little bit but they won't ne- necessarily shoot back they won't take cover or sometimes they'll take cover but like not very effectively. They, like, they just seem like really stupid do they build a lot no they don't build very much like usually okay, bots yeah. will build one square of a piece of wood to hide behind and that's it whereas real people oh. build like these towers and these weird you know tunnels and whatever they build so yeah so you'll kill a bunch of you'll, you'll rack up like 15 or 20 kills before you meet another person probably i mean if you don't have bad luck and then you'll just you'll just get more of a flow for it. So maybe give that a try. See I will take the challenge. I'll take the Fortnite two challenge again. You may um, not you may not like it, but at least, you know, you can see how it goes. And if you want, you and I can jump on, dude. I'm happy to jump on because I play basically almost every day. So if you want to jump on at nighttime. You do? I do. I do. I never talk about it, but I do. I play a little wow. bit every day. It's like your secret It's like my secret shame. I play secret Fortnite shame. like every day. So Yeah. Jump on tonight or tomorrow to or this week shame. or something. It's it's totally a shame thing. But come okay. on. I will show you the ropes. I'll give you a little tutorial. We'll play a little bit. See if you like it. You may not Jeez. like it. If you don't like it, that's totally fine. But I feel like my best experience with Fortnite came when someone kind of walked me through the ropes and I feel like I should like pay it forward. Okay. I'll say this.
1: Yes, I'll do that. And also for the show, I'll do that so we can talk about it. Two, um, I will never have a community of people and friends to go hang out with. And I don't want that. So I feel like that's a big part of it and a big draw. Um, so that's why I don't think the longevity will probably be there for me. And three, I, I've reiterated many, many times, and I'll do it on this show many times. I don't want to play something where I just land somewhere and, and kill people. Like, that is zero, negative zero fun for me. So I know there's a creative element to this where you're, like, building things. You <laughs> Some might say forts. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't see how I would have fun of if even if i figured it out and got really good at doing all the things i don't know what's there to draw me in but i'm willing to do it for the show
0: all right let's get together let's do it because there is more to the game than just killing people which is actually killing people is my least favorite part of the game so that's what all
1: the streams are
0: every time i look at a stream on youtube yeah don't watch video. the streamers man don't watch those streamers those guys are crazy no don't don't watch the pros don't watch the people who do it for a living hang out with me i'll show you how to find the fun you may not find it super fun but there is other fun to have in fortnite that's not creative and it's not killing people so we'll, we'll talk about it in the show. talk about it in the show okay we'll do it okay moving on moving on um i am contractually obligated to discuss a game coming up that i was provided a code for from the developer thank you developer it's called felix the reaper uh this is a newish game i meant to get to it last time we recorded but i was in the middle of moving and it's really hard to talk about things when you are living out of cardboard boxes but uh felix the reaper is a third person like tile based puzzle game where you play as you know surprise surprise felix the reaper who is responsible for um arranging deaths for people in the real world he like lives in a spirit world and when he shows up on a little map little maps are very small um, they're just like, you know, like tile based with little um, objects in them and stuff. You cannot exist in the real world except in a shadow. And so in every map, there is the sun and it's casting a shadow. So like if you stand behind a, a tree and the shape of the, the tree is shadow, you can be there. You can also uh, you have the power to like alter where the sun is. So like it goes back and forth between like maybe the, the sun will be north, click a button and the sun will be east. And so it kind of gives you two options about where you want to stand in the in the shadow. Um, You can move from shadow to shadow. So most of the game is about manipulating the sun to make the shadows link up so that you can walk safely from place to place. Because if you get in the sun, it just like kills you and you just get warped back to the place where you started from. Um, It's not like really high stakes, but it's just kind of annoying and it blocks you from progressing. Um, In each map, there is a person that you have to kill, but it's not as simple as that. Like what happens is you end up having to set up these like Rube Goldberg slash final destination sort of like chains of events like like for example there's like a a guy like in on one of the maps is like you got to kill this guy so but instead of killing the guy his friend kills a deer they're out hunting a guy kills the deer you so you got to arrange for the guy to kill the deer then the deer is dead you have to arrange for the deer's head to be stuffed and mounted and moved to his cabin so you got to like make your way through the the map to get to the deer head to make it move to a certain place you can move it yourself and put it in the right place the next map is like mounting the deer head onto the house and then the guy's got to walk and look at the deer head so you got to move things around in the map so that he can walk to the deer head and that you can you know make that happen for him and then the fourth map is like making something happen to where the deer head falls down and stabs the guy so that's like ultimately have to kill it's like a four-step process of like each one of those steps is like a small puzzle that you have to get so it's not you actually killing anybody you're just like setting up things in the environment to happen that'll trigger something else that'll trigger something else that'll trigger something else and then eventually your person dies so it seems like a very kind of like um i don't just like reactive kind of like using the environment to kill your person so the art style is really cute felix the reaper is like this chubby got headphones on loves to dance he's constantly dancing he's a real likable looking dude like he looks real jolly seems like a real fun kind of a reaper that you wouldn't mind hanging out with um, the art style for the game in general is pretty cool. I like how it just looks. It's kind of like pastel colors. Everything is kind of like semi-abstract. And it's just got a real pleasant look to it. Like it looks like a very appealing kind of a title. Um, and I was, I, I jumped into this, you know, wanted to see what it's about. And I got to say, as soon as I started playing it, I started cooling off really quickly. I, I got to say, I don't like the way this plays, which is a shame because I think setting up those Chain of Events is kind of fun. I think Felix is a fun character. I like the way it looks. It's got a lot going for it. Like, if you look at this on a trailer, it seems really appealing.
1: Yeah, I saw Um, the trailer, and that's what drew me in. It's cute. Like, it looks really good, right? Yeah. My question, though, real quick, is that it all takes place in this kind of um, hex map, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's what turns me off sometimes. Because, like, the things you just explained was really interesting. Where like, you had to do this to do this and to make this happen. And those felt like story beats. But if it's all taking place on this kind of like grid map, does that take some of the fun out of it because it's more like a puzzle game or that's not why you don't like it?
0: That is exactly why I don't like it, but I don't think it's necessarily because it's a grid map. I think they can totally make this work. But So the problem, the problem with Felix the Reaper is that this is a very persnickety step-by-step game. So it's not a freeform game. If you look at the trailers, it kind of seems like you have more freedom than you do. But what happens is you start a map you're standing in a shadow. You can barely move anywhere. So you have to figure out, what can I move in the environment? What can I pick up? What can I push to make a shadow for me so that I can get to the next shadow, to get to the next shadow, to get to the next shadow, to get to the thing that I need to get to? And as far as I can tell, there is only ever one solution. Like There is, there is a very specific order of operations that you're supposed to do. It's not make it up as you go along. It's not freeform at all. So like if you can't figure out what your next step is, you are stuck and Mm. the developers realize this because they give you a hint system where you push this button and it'll give you like an arrow pointing to something that'll be like, hey, this thing over here. But it's not really good enough because the tutorial in this game is awful. They don't really teach you the mechanics and it wasn't until a fair distance into the game that I figured out you could, pro tip, stack things on top of other things to create longer shadows. That would have been really helpful to know. I didn't really realize that for like a long time um and just like how you move things is just very like okay move this garbage can to this exact square and if you rotate the sun it'll just barely reach this other shadow and if you walk over here then you can move three squares this way and it's just like very 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 just too finicky man like it's just not fun because all you're basically doing is trying to read the developer's mind about what exactly they want you to do and to be fair, I mean, a lot of puzzles only have one correct solution. I get it. But just something about how tedious this is and how many wrong steps you can make and how often I was leaning on the hint button. I mean, I was hitting the hint button constantly. Like, I was just like, I don't get it. What am I doing? I don't, what it was my next move? I can't move here. I can't move here. I'm getting frustrated. I just, it just didn't flow and it didn't come together the way that a natural puzzle game does. And I just felt like I was trying to read the developers' minds. It didn't feel like I was really solving anything on my own. I just, it was just like a lot of frustrating guesswork and I just really quickly cooled off on it. So I just, Man, I just wasn't having, yeah, I wasn't having fun. It was not having fun, dude. It felt like hard work.
1: Because when I saw the, like you said, I saw the trailer and the, the, the personality in it and uh, the character, you know, it, it's kind of misleading because then I saw the map and I got scared and I guess I rightfully so, because what you're saying is not the type of game I like where it's like, you do this exact thing. And if you don't do it, then you fail. Um that might be a through line <laughs> with what I like <laughs> what I don't like in games. Um I think we just did some yeah, self discovery there. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of that maybe on this show. I'm getting some psychology. Um Felix the Reaper. Yeah, and also I heard a great story about it how it took them so long to make the game and man, that just sucks. Um, yeah,
0: the developers are really putting out a lot of videos and they they made a lot of cute videos about the making of the game, what all the hard work they went into the development. They spent a lot of time working on the character, making the character super appealing. And it's like, yeah, man, like you guys are so on point with so many aspects of it, but the gameplay is just not fun. And that's really what it comes down to. It just does not feel fun or pleasant to play. It just feels really annoying. And I mean, it, I mean, I got stuck in one map where I, didn't, I couldn't figure out the move they wanted me to do. I knew what I needed to ultimately do, but I couldn't figure out how to get there. And I was stuck and I just got really frustrated and I just had no idea what to do. And even with the hint system wasn't really helping me. Because I wasn't sure what I could do, and it just wasn't really clear, and I just, I just like all the all the air just went out of me, you know. I just like I just I just lost the will to play this game. I lost the will to continue, and it sucks because you know Felix is really fun. He looks like a cool dude that I wanna that I wanna party with, but I just don't like this game. I just really don't.
1: Let me leave a, an optimistic ending to it. Okay. Then. Okay. Um, because that's what I do, and I would say that they did spend so much time on this character and this kind of um, you know. I don't want to say story building, but at least environment and and uh, aesthetic. So maybe they can take these assets and make a second game, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. make it a platform or make it something else where you have a little more free form. It's not tied to these puzzles. And we all like the, the character and the design. So that would be my suggestion If if the reviews keep coming in like this, you know?
0: I agree. I mean, I think they've done... I mean, the world is cool. Felix is cool. The vibe is cool. Like, they've got so much good shit going on here. It's just the gameplay that lets them down. I would totally play a Felix the Reaper platformer, or even a music game, because he's constantly dancing. He's doing dance moves, and he's got headphones on, and music plays no part in this game at all. It's just window dressing, which I think is a missed opportunity. It would yeah. be really cool if there was, like, a little quick rhythm section or something to, to take advantage of that, but I would love to see... Felix repurposed. So I agree with you. I think this is too good to let it go, but in its current form, it's just not a good time. So, anyway, okay. Felix the Reaper, uh, there you go. Now, I got to be honest with you, Carlos. I got to be honest with all of our listeners. I had every intention in the world of playing this next game, but as we all know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That is one of my favorite sayings. Have you heard that saying before? I have heard that, yeah. I love that. I'm going to tell you, like, Dropping some truth here. I have two favorite sayings in the entire world. This has remained true for me for years. One of my favorite sayings, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I love that saying. The other saying that I like is hell is other people. So fucking true. So between those two sayings, you can get a pretty good grip on my life philosophy. Um, So anyway, long story short, I feel like I've been talking a million years about this. But the point of uh, me bringing up the road to hell is paved with good intentions Is because I knew we were going to be talking about the Outer Worlds, which is something I'm really, really, really excited for. Uh, But life was just too much, man. I did not even get a chance to start it. So I had intended to be like six hours deep by the time we recorded the podcast and I could have all sorts of thoughts and opinions. We could banter about it. Uh, I have not even loaded up the game. So I apologize for that, man. You're going to have to carry the load on outer worlds this week can you do it carlos
1: i can uh, but i am excited for you to get into it and then we could talk about it on a future episode
0: i'm so well we will definitely talk about it maybe like next episode i fully plan on getting to it tonight i just you know one thing after another and i haven't talked about it a lot but i just moved into a new place and so like I'm, i got like cardboard boxes all over the place i'm trying to get you know everything squared away and just trying to get through my daily life because everything's you know upside upside down topsy turvy right now and uh uh, I just did not have a chance to get to it. But tonight, I feel like tonight is my night. Yes. My, uh, I got some time. I got some free time. I'm going to make some dinner. And I feel like tonight is the Outer Worlds. But in, but until then, until then, we're keeping our, our listening audience uh, on hold forever with this meaningless banter. Let's get to the juicy stuff. Carlos, the Outer Worlds coming from Obsidian Entertainment, I believe, who I love. Yep. Tell us all about it, man.
1: Yeah, they are famously the ones who did Fallout New Vegas, which people talk about. Which I love! Fallout New Vegas
0: is the best!
1: People love it. I I mean, I grew up with Fallout 1 and 2 and have a special place in my heart for those games. And I like Fallout 3 a lot, and Fallout 4 has issues. But um, New Vegas was, yeah, incredible. And they also did this game earlier, I want to say this year, called Tyranny. Uh, oh yeah
0: god man i forgot about that yeah
1: Grudge. or you're like you play as the bad guy making difficult decisions
0: exactly so exactly so
1: um so i like that and they're really great with decisions and and murky waters and and gray areas and that's how this game uh starts out um i'll get to the gameplay and and look of it in a minute but just know this At, uh outer worlds I was about to say Fallout New Vegas, uh, <laughs>
0: New Vegas in space.
1: Yeah, Outer Worlds New Vegas is yeah more of the same. It's it feels huge, but it's also uh, these little pockets of areas where you can you know have these great stories and all these decisions and and quests. But it's not like open world huge. It's not like this massive place where you're just walking for miles and go to the north and way to the west. This is like these little small sections uh, that you go and, and have stories in. And the decisions, from the very beginning, uh, get a little gray. I'll give you an example. There's a, a sick person, and he's like, "You gotta get me this medicine." And I was like, "Okay, I guess so. I'll go get it." And as before, I leave, or just as I leave his place, a lady comes up and says, "Hey, hey, are you gonna go get that guy some medicine?" And I was like, "Damn, you're like listening pretty closely <laughs> to my <laughs> he's conversation." He's dropping much. Yeah. Okay. And then she's like, yeah, he's a hypochondriac. Don't do that. Actually, you need to give it to me for this other stuff. And I won't spoil the ending to that, but it actually goes in an interesting way. And immediately I was confused on what to do. So there's a lot of that in this game. And the setup is you are basically woken out of stasis. Uh, You know, the old, hey, you're in a pod somewhere and you're in sleep, but you're going to wake up. And, oh, wait, where are you? And there's a bunch of other people that are also frozen in this kind of stasis setting. And you have enough medicine to get out. And this crazy scientist helps you and says, hey, you've got to go scour the galaxy and find more stuff, let's just say, to go wake up the rest of your people. Okay. So that's okay. the beginning. And it also feels a little bit like Fallout 4, because I, it's kind of similar to that beginning of Fallout 4. Um, there's a, definitely a through line here where a ton of stuff feels like fallout and it makes a lot of sense you know that's they lived with that world for a long time
0: yeah i mean given the pedigree it makes a lot of sense for yeah. sure yeah
1: so but I, I don't fault them for it at all because it's just it's their version of that type of storytelling as well
0: as that type of gameplay and let, let's get real for a second carlos like the obsidian version of fallout is the best version of fallout I and mean, people who like the bethesda versions i respect that but like honestly in terms of like writing and scripting and plotting they don't hold a candle, man. Obsidian is the fucking... They're the shit when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, they're I the think,
1: best. Yeah, I gotta admit that. I think that you're right there. I mean, you think about the early ones, you think about New Vegas. It, um, yeah,
0: it's just—it's—it's it's the best. Gunplay cannot replace good writing.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, I, and um, you might not know this, but I play Melee for everything. So. I'm, Do you really? Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm a Melee guy for every single game I play, including the one that we're working on. <laughs> I won't mention it again. One that I'm doing <laughs> at work. But... Uh, No, seriously, I love it to death, and so whenever I get a Fallout game, I just find the big hammer. It's usually called, like, big-ass hammer, and I just upgrade that hammer, and then that's how I play the game. Um, Fallout 4, I just destroyed fools with that hammer. So, um, yeah, so the combat in this game, there's shooting. I don't really do it much, um, but you can have companions. So
0: you can have up to five, I think. At the same time, or just like one by one. I
1: think uh, I think you usually pick like two at a time to come out with you.
0: So like a max party of three, but then you've got five potential people to choose from.
1: Something like that. Yeah, I don't okay. th- I don't okay. know what the max party is because I only have I only met two so far. Okay. Uh, and I did want to bring both of them because they had great personalities. But it's that kind of thing where you really do want to like the person you're with. You can tell them to fuck off and they won't join you. But I actually like um, the people who are with me. So you have the companions. You kind of upgrade them as well standard rpg Uh, they do their own thing they're pretty smart they're not really stupid but if you set them to aggressive and go and attack everything and they're not don't have the correct armor they will get you know wiped out pretty quickly so you think about that a little bit but it's not like a ton of your mind share Uh, can you
0: just revive them if they go down like they're not permanent yeah they
1: just wake up after they've failed
0: that's that's the best way to do it
1: you know in like in real life Uh, (laughs) just like real life yeah so in general, you're the, yeah, you're this guy who's kind of going around space uh, in this kind of one galaxy, not all of the world, or not all of the universe, but just kind of this one little area of space. And you've got a spaceship, and you can land and dock places from a kind of a major map that you look at and just kind of fast travel to places you want to go to. This is not like a spacefaring game where you're driving a spaceship. You just go to different points on this uh, galaxy map and do different things, and the, and the locales are quite different. And in general, the whole story is about corporations, Uh, a couple warring corporations own most of the galaxy. And so even some of the NPCs you meet, they're like, they're like doing slogans of the corporate. Like one of the corporations is called Spacer's Choice. And so after they talk to you, they're like, uh, yeah, you know what, though, before I leave you, you know, the best choice is Spacer's Choice. (laughs)
0: They just like bring that up in a conversation. Like are they contractually obligated to say that? Actually, no, it's called, it's not
1: the best choice. It's Spacer's Choice, (laughs) which is not a glowing review. But um, so that corporation thing kind of comes through in the fact that like everything you're doing without spoiling anything is about, yes, trying to get this stuff to revive your people, but also realizing the state of this galaxy, which is these huge corporations taking over uh, tons of towns, basically towns built around corporations and you're deciding what who you want to help and do you want to go against this corporation at some point. So that's the setup. Gameplay is really fun. Uh, you can slow down time. similar like to the, like the VATS? The yeah, VATS yeah. It's not system. all the way down. Like VATS was like, you know, it stops time. Um, this is just slow down time. So you hit a button, slow down time, able to get off a couple attacks, go back to the regular fight. Um, I don't really use it a ton, But it is kind of nice to just set it up when you're, like, going into a bunch of people to kind of give yourself a couple minutes to think where you're going to go. But with my big-ass hammer, I just knock fools down.
0: Sure, sure. Rain death down from above. Yeah. Um, Are we talking first person, third person? Do you get a choice?
1: Hmm. It's only first person.
0: Only first person. And, and like, what is the – I mean, I guess it doesn't matter that much. But, like, how is the customization? Like, do you – I'm assuming you strap on all sorts of different weird pieces of armor and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of the norm. Is that happening here?
1: Yeah, there's tons of armor and um, you can tinker with things, right? So there's workbenches, you can craft, you can break stuff down, you can add to um, your weapons you already have like, kind of just keep adding like 5 or 10 damage points to them, which I actually love. Um, so you never really feel underpowered because you can uh, work on your uh, items. And the armor is funny because it is definitely cosmetic too. So it's not just, like, you know, the the damage counters and stuff and the hit points. But, like, early on, you can just essentially get mech suits. So the role-playing part is a little weird because you just walk in all these places, and I basically feel like Robotech, you know? <laughs> like, all of my, all my companions are, like, totally decked out in, like, this crazy space armor. And um, it's just a little—and then they cut to the cutscene, and they're not fully like that because you got to see their faces. Uh, it's a little weird, but, you know... Uh,
0: it sounds a little awesome, more like it.
1: Yeah, no, it's. I feel like badass, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I only ran into one area where I was, like, underpowered, and what that meant was, essentially, I didn't have the armor. So, pro tip, if you get to an area and you're just, like, dying quick, it's probably not that you're, you can't do the damage, uh, DPS or whatever, it's that you probably don't have the right armor, and you're going to get taken out quickly because they have better armor than you. So, just... There's all these little vending machines around the town, uh, that goes perfectly in you know conjunction with the fact that corporations are everywhere, and just like,
0: can you like buy a con piece in a vending machine?
1: Uh, I didn't look for that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should, but you can buy armor and weapons and everything you could think of. And each vending machine is a slightly different one. So right, um, they could be like three vending vending machines in a row, and like the third one has like this crazy good armor. So check all of them. And, yeah, you could totally get stuff everywhere. Okay. And then there's skill trees, of course, you know, and leveling up and that kind of thing. And similar to Fallout as well, if, um, but done in a very interesting way. If you, like, fall a bunch, so, like, you fall from, you know, huge heights and hurt yourself, if you do that enough, it's like, do you want this flaw that you're, like, really bad at, like, falling? (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, maybe... And what Fallout would do is it would give you these flaws you could pick. And if you pick them, you get an extra stuff, like perk points or whatever. But okay. you also have these negatives. So it's kind of a, you know.
0: So it's like it like gives you perks based on how your play style. Like it kind of like auto detects the stuff that you do or the mistakes that you make. Yeah, and then but, yeah, but they will f- give you something.
1: I think they're, I think that it's interesting. It's a trade off that they used to do with Fallout where they're not like bonuses, like, oh, you're so awesome at this. It's I think mainly just fuck ups. So like you do this thing badly a bunch. It's like we think you might be bad at this. <laughs> so if if you want to accept that you're bad at this, then we'll give you something which is this perk point. So you okay. get a trade off. You get something cool, but you also admit that you're like shitty at <laughs> falling. <laughs> which is an interesting way to tackle it. But um, uh, yeah, I man, right. I gotta say this. Okay, this is my final yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. And we could talk about it forever. I really could. It is game of the year almost, you know, it's contender game of the year for sure. It, it feels like the perfect type of game that I wanna play. I, I said on Twitter, I wanna play this game forever and ever. And I really don't, I just want DLC for it. I'm already thinking about that. It just feels so good, the way you loot, combat feels great, um, the progression feels great. And then every character you meet, you actually like New Vegas, you care about the situation. And you start getting invested in all these little mini stories. So, that's I,
0: the most important thing, like by far. Like I don't care about. I mean, combat is combat, loot is loot. But if I give a shit about the characters and the stories, that is the hook that gets me in. It's so interesting, and they
1: actually do things with like. Uh, this is going to be. This is a minor spoiler. So if anybody's want to, minor story spoiler coming up, in five, four, three, two. There's a girl that you uh, can originally pick up as a companion, and you know. Romancing's a thing in games. So I'm just automatically starting to think about that. And she's really cool. All right. And, and do you want it to be? Maybe you don't want to be spoiled.
0: Maybe I don't want to be spoiled. You okay. Can't...
1: Let me see this. I'll be vague all about right. it.
0: Okay. Okay. Be vague. I'm
1: thinking one way about her and she's thinking a totally different way about me.
0: Okay. All That's... right. <laughs>
1: and, okay. uh but the thing is I was hook, line and sinker and they play with that. They go like, you know, you think, you know what this is character is going to be like but actually it's this and they do Uh, that a lot already okay which is really cool
0: i love that i love the twisting of the expectations man that's great
1: yeah it's super cool fuck this game is really really
0: okay really good well all right let's put a pin in it for now i i'm gonna play this tonight i gotta i gotta do a thing i'm gonna come back home i'm gonna play this tonight i'm gonna play it tomorrow we're gonna talk about it on the next episode guaranteed so let's put a pin in it for now and we will we'll You know, I don't don't know how long it is. I've heard people say it's on the short side. I don't know what that means. Maybe are we talking 10 hours? Are we talking 20? I don't know. Can't be 10.
1: There's no way.
0: Yeah. but we'll find out. We'll find out and we will do a much deeper discussion next time. How's that sound? Looking forward to it. All right. Excellent. Excellent. I just have a couple of quick things to mention, and then we are going to get to our closing segment. Um, So for me. Quick shout out for Into the Dead 2, which is, I believe it's on Switch. I think it just came out yesterday. I've had a pre release review copy for about a week and a half or two weeks. Full disclosure on that. Um, this was something I, I, I encountered on iOS a long time ago. I think it was like when I very first got an iPhone, and I was like, oh. I bet there's all sorts of neat and interesting games in the, in the Apple store. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought like years ago. And I very quickly uh, realized that was not correct. But this was one of the ones that I did play for a while um, when I first got an iPhone. What? So the original Into the Dead was a first person game, which was like a first person infinite runner. So just imagine that you can't stop running, but you are running forward, not side to side. Like it's not 2D, like it's, it's third person or first person you're running forward and you're in like this real tall grassy field cornfield sometimes or whatever and it's dark and you're seeing these shapes come at you as you're running forward and there's zombies and so you can tilt your guy left or right to like avoid the zombies and so you're running forward the point of it was just to get as far as you could get you were eventually going to die like i don't think you could ever finish that game but it was pretty compelling like you could play it for just a couple minutes at a time and running in first person like that through a shadowy area. Something about that felt kind of cool, and I I thought it was pretty fun. I played it for you know a week or so, and then I got tired of it because you just couldn't finish it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I forgot about it, and I haven't you know haven't thought about it for years. And then the developers reached out, and they're like, "Hey, do you remember Into the Dead?" And I'm like, "Wow, uh, yeah, sure enough, I do." Um, blast from the past. And they're like, "Well, here's a sequel, um, and you know you want to play it." And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess that I do." So they sent me a code. It's basically the exact same thing, but. This time, graphics majorly improved. So it's not just like shadows and darkness and stuff like there's actual like real graphics, um, all sorts of different levels. There is a story mode. So you actually can finish it this time. There's a certain number of level. And there's like 30 levels you got to get through. Um, nothing fancy as far as the story goes. It's like a guy gets separated from his family. He's got to make it back to his family. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you've seen a zombie movie, you know how this goes. Mm-hmm. So not too crazy on that aspect. But I do appreciate there's a beginning, middle and an end to it um and as you go there's also some upgrades you can collect different kinds of guns um every time you do a run so it's kind of run based um you want to finish a level and if you finish the level you'll get like a little gold or a little item or something like that so you can use the gold to like get different guns level up your guns you can also one of the coolest things uh is that you get companions and there's like all sorts of these animals you can get you can get like like multitude of dogs there's a bunch of dogs Uh, and as you're running through the field the dog like runs in front of you and each dog does something different so the one the dog that i have now like every i don't know like every 90 seconds or something he will like take out a zombie that's in my path so if i'm running and i can't get out of the way of a zombie that's coming at me fast enough that dog will like leap up and like grab him by the throat and like take him down and i can keep running so it basically like protects you from like getting one hit every 90 seconds or so there's other dogs that do other things like if a zombie grabs you um, it'll like rescue you from being grabbed or there's one that like finds you ammo, um, that kind of a thing. There's also like exotic animals. There's like tigers. There is um, I think there's a bear.
1: Uh, oh, bears are
0: fun. Yeah, bears. There's also DLC for this game, which is I think it came out the exact same time the game released. Uh, there's a tie in to George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. So they do a short story beginning, middle and end DLC where you play as characters in the Night of the Living Dead universe. Uh, And there's also a Ghostbusters tie-in. Legit Ghostbusters. What? You can can be a Ghostbuster, and there's, like, the Ecto-1, and you got your Proton Pack. Uh, You're running through zapping ghosts, and you can have Slimer be your companion, so he will, like, fly with you and, like, protect you from zombies and stuff. I haven't gotten through (laughs) all that yet. I'm still doing the main story. Um, So I really like it a lot. Now, caveat, caveat, I like this a lot, and I've been playing, like, one or two runs a night, and I think it's really cool, and I dig it. Um, But I will say... You can tell that they developed this game for still mobile and not not console exactly because they do have a little bit too much of the um like in-app purchases feeling that to be clear there's no in-app purchases for this you buy the game once and that's it you get the entire game there's no there's no dlc there's no pay to win nothing like that they don't want any more money from you on the switch um but what happens is you have to do these runs and some of the levels have these challenges that you need to progress it'll be like kill 20 zombies with a shotgun or you know kill five zombies without reloading or you know something like that Mm. and sometimes you just can't do those until you have done a couple runs gathered some resources and bought like an upgrade or sometimes you get these temporary upgrades you'll get like an upgrade that's like oh you start the game with like 50 more bullets or you know you when you find ammo you get 10 times more ammo for like one run or something so it's got the feeling of like in-app purchases but there there aren't any and i i don't know what this is like on ios i guarantee you though that there's purchases on ios if you played it but that's not the case on switch you get the whole game for free or you know in, in one purchase you can also get the dlc um i think it's really fun in short bursts i have not finished it uh, but i dig it and i'm still chipping away at it so i think it's really cool but just as a heads up i you know i'm a little bit scared that the, ler- the further i go the more the more it's going to feel like i need to grind and to kind of take the place of in app purchases but we'll oh, see yeah. we'll see i haven't gotten to that point yet but i'm i'm suspecting
1: yeah i'm looking at the pictures of it and it looks arcade um you know apple arcade ios android arcade yeah arcade-y. yeah very much um, very and much. so i'm sure they designed it with that in mind first and then they just ported it so maybe it's a little weird because there isn't that um, level of leveling up by buying stuff
0: yeah, it feels a little strange that it's not optimized for console. Like, I think the progression should be paced a little bit differently. I think some of the systems should be a little bit different when you're playing on console with no expectation of pay to win. So I, I can't say how it holds up in the long run, but I will say that um, it has been keeping my attention and I have been doing a couple runs a night and I have been having fun. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to finish it if it gets grindier than it already is. So we'll see. Um, but definitely worth checking out. I think it may be on Apple Arcade, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, I um, said that so, not knowing, but uh, I just saw iOS. But, yeah, it seems yeah. like um, yeah, kind of a quick uh, time waster, too, right?
0: Yeah. You want to play something for, like, five minutes, three minutes, seven minutes, that's, that's, your, that's your ticket. Yeah. You jump in, you do a run, you finish it, you get a little bit of gold, you, 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 know, you see your dog kill a zombie. Yeah,
1: the uh, companion thing's really cool. I like that. Ah,
0: that's, it's so cool. It's so fun. It's so fun. I love watching that dog run ahead. And just take down a fucking zombie. It's the best. So Wait, side note. Did, did you get a dog yet? Yeah, I got, I got the first dog. I have not unlocked the second no, dog. No, in real life. Dog. Oh, you mean in real life? <laughs> because <laughs> I heard you no. mention you are going to get a dog. Yeah, yeah. We were going to get a dog because uh, we have a yard. We have not had a yard in like more than 10 years. And my son really wants a dog. So we told him um, once we moved, the place we were previously living did not allow dogs. So we're like, you know, that's off the table. End of discussion. Um, but now that we're in this new place, we can have a dog, but we need a fence. We got to put in a fence first. Uh, yeah. Once we get a fence, we may talk about it. But, you know, having a pet brings up all sorts of other questions. I mean, we we do not a lot of traveling, but we do some traveling. And so it's like, well, what do we do with the dog when we travel? You know, I mean, we do activities and stuff. I mean, I there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Well, I'll tell you what
1: I do, the dog. It's called the dog hotel. <laughs>
0: oh man that's expensive though it traumatizes the dog
1: i don't know i'm saying that to myself with like inside joke that i have a a stand up bit about a dog hotel anywho yeah um i hope uh i hope you get one at some point though they're they're super fun
0: oh we will we will i've had them before i love dogs my son is like crazy crazy mad eager for a dog so it's there's one in our future we're gonna get some chickens also that's gonna be a thing we're gonna do i'll talk about that on the show we're gonna do ready urban chickens
1: urban chickens and also there's, do uh, there's chickens in outer lands or outer wo- <laughs> outer worlds
0: are there alien chickens or are they real chickens no the
1: regular chickens are everywhere for some reason and you can talk to them like you just you hit the talk button and they just like make a chicken sound oh they don't actually talk but to they don't do internet. it i feel like there's a, probably an achievement there somewhere anyways anyway, we are off
0: the rails we are off the rails let me bring it back i just got one more quick game to mention i am contractually obligated to mention val Ferris which just came out for switch but is also on pc i believe it's on every platform right now um this comes from the same people who made slain slain was a 2d hack and slash pretty hardcore game came out maybe last year or the year before uh i really did not like slain at all i thought it was way too hard and way too cheap and i just had like zero fun with it um but we got sent to review code, uh, full disclosure, and Jared Johnston did the review for us uh, at GameCritics.com. He did the Val Ferris review. He raved about it. He loved it. He had, like, n- like, nothing but good things to say about it. And he was, like, telling me all about it. He's like, Brad, you got to play this game. This game is fucking dope. I love it. It's so good. And he gave it, like, almost top marks, which I was like, mm, okay, I'm going to let you have this one, uh, boo. But I don't know if this is going to be good for me as it was for you. So I I'm checking out Valfaris. It is a 2D pixel-based side-scrolling shooter. It is not a Metroidvania, although there are weapons to pick up and there's upgrades and stuff. But it is not a Metroidvania. It is just a level level-based game, um, similar to like you know like your Contra or something like that from back in the day. Uh, there's a few little secret areas here and there, but basically it's all about running from left to right, shooting everything that moves, and just pushing ahead, upgrading your weapons as you go. Um, there's kind of a really kind of a gothic uh, tone, heavy metal tone to it. Like your your main character uh, has like a really long kind of like rocker hair from like the 80s. And sometimes he'll pick up a weapon and he'll like throw up the devil horns and do some head bashing. Uh, apparently there's a lot of like heavy metal music in it. I, I don't know if there is because I usually play it when I'm in bed and my wife is sleeping. So I have the sound off all the time. But apparently there's a fair bit of good music if you like heavy metal music in there
1: yeah that would be a draw for me because i'm looking at the art and it definitely is that heavy metal dude
0: running from left
1: to right but if there's good metal music it sometimes can make it for me
0: yeah i mean I, i mean i'm hearing good things about it um so i i jumped in and i played a couple levels of this and i gotta say it's just not my jam like it just did not click with me um i feel like I just got kind of frustrated for whatever reason. And it's not like I don't ever play hard games. And I, I mean, I think this is I mean, I wouldn't say it's the hardest game I've ever played, not by any means. But I feel like um, I don't know, I just couldn't get into the groove. I couldn't find a rhythm to it. I mean, maybe I equipped the wrong weapons or maybe I just didn't give it enough time. But as I went through, I was like, OK, it's like a 2D shooter. That's cool. And I appreciate that it's not a Metroidvania, that's for sure. Not every 2D game needs to be a Metroidvania, not by any means. In fact, I'm kind of tired of that genre. Um, but, you know, I'm just playing it, and I'm like, okay, well, stuff is coming at me, and I'm shooting things, and I'm dying, and I'm retrying, And it just doesn't – I just, it just didn't click. Like, I just wasn't feeling a hook. I wasn't feeling any connection to the character.
1: I and mean, it's not too hard, then, in general? I
0: feel like it is hard. I feel like it oh, is it hard. Oh, it is. Okay. It's not super hard, but it, I think it is hard. Um, and, I, you know, I got to a level where I just, I just kept dying a bunch, and I just didn't really feel compelled to – rise to the challenge it seemed more appealing to me to kind of shut it off and just move on to something else so Uh,
1: does the checkpoint system suck as well or is it just kind of
0: no that's a good point i'm glad you brought that up because it actually has a pretty interesting checkpoint system um there are checkpoints which are unactivated throughout each level and you pick up these resources uh when you pick up a resource it gives you more health and i believe it increases your attack power But if you want to activate the save point, you have to give up that boost. So it's like you can keep the boost and do not use the checkpoint and you'll be a little bit healthier and a little bit stronger. But if you die, then you get put further back. Or if you're not feeling it and you want to use that checkpoint, you can deposit that resource into the checkpoint, activate the checkpoint. And if you die, you'll start from there. But then you will lose the buff to your attack and your health. So Mm. a pretty cool risk and reward system. I like that out of the box thinking. Very interesting. Um, so kudos on that. I just I just wasn't really clicking with it. I just didn't feel really engaged with it. So, I mean clearly it, it it jived with Jared. He fucking loved it. He said, you know, possible game of the year for him. Whoa. Not for me, but for him. Um so for me it was like, okay, cool. It's I get what it's doing, not feeling it at this time. Maybe I'll come back to it, maybe I won't. But it didn't didn't really click with me. But Valfarius is a thing. If you like heavy metal, if you like that kind of stuff if you want a 2d shooter that's not a metroidvania maybe check it out and there you go any final questions on that carlos no
1: no i i just uh, i'm really interested in after we get done recording i'm going to listen to the trailer so i can hear the music because music does do a lot for me um it can like make the journey more fun and you're like just having fun because you're rocking out and destroying things and i do like that save point idea um but also if it's super hard Uh, i'm usually out you know what i mean if it's too too hard so i i I like that i might check it out
0: i mean i wouldn't say it's super hard but i think it was like it was like super hard i mean it it was hard to the point where if i wanted to get past it i needed to give a shit about the game and i didn't you know what i mean yeah yeah. yeah. so like it wasn't i mean i've played way harder games than this but i cared about those like you know like, like like hollow knight for example hollow knight is hard as fucking balls dude but i like that game i like the main character like the world and it gave me the energy to kind of progress past those barriers and i i would you know hang in there and try that boss 10 15 times whereas in val it was like okay i died but do i really want to dig deep and like yeah. push forward like i kind of don't care yep. So that's that's kind of where i landed on that but okay okay anyway that is all of the games we are going to discuss for the show but we are going to be doing a regular closing segment which i'm very excited about and carlos you are the star of this one, so you are always going to get the final word, which I'm very happy about. Carlos is going to be talking about games coming soon or the games you are excited about. What is the official title, by the way? Do we have an official title? We do have
1: an official title. Games coming soon sounds cool, but it's also not really fully the right answer. Because these are, okay, so so I'm playing games right now. Uh, maybe we can break it up into two sections. Games we're, playing, we're still playing now that we're going to talk about in a future podcast. Or just games that I'm excited about? Because that's what originally I had what about, as. What
0: about games coming up? Because it could be in the sense of we're going to talk about them coming up at a future date. Or it could just be that they're going to be released soon, so they're still kind of coming up. Okay. Maybe games coming up?
1: Yeah. So I got right. a bunch.
0: All right. Lay, lay, lay them on us, man. Let me
1: jump in. And I'll just list them off and, and give a kind of like one-line thing on why I'm excited about them. Uh, I'm playing Concrete Genie right now. It was going to be reviewed today, but um, I want to give it some more time because... I know that game switches at some point and turns into a different type of game, I just found out. Ooh, okay. Yeah, which is really cool. So I want to experience that and then talk about it. Um, Cat Quest 2, I mentioned last episode. I'll probably download that uh, next week. Um, Outer Wilds, I'm also playing right now, but I'm not, you know, farther enough along to talk about it. And I know everyone's kind of already played it or a ton of people have already played it, but... um, it's, yeah, it's so interesting and cool. Uh, John Wick's Hex.
0: Uh, I'm stoked for that one.
1: I'm interested in that uh, Yeah, one. that's um, like What the Golf. It's an epic game store. So got to jump over to that
0: platform. And I'm sure it's, I think it's on mobile. Makes sense. It's there. coming to Switch. It's coming to everything, I think. Because okay. that's coming from Mike Bithell. And he's pretty well known for putting his games out on every platform known to man. So I'm pretty sure he's talked about, you know. Uh, multi-platform domination So I, I don't think It's going to be too long Before we see it everywhere Everywhere Okay well yeah. I'm
1: I'm going to try On uh, Epic Games Store next week So that's another one And a couple more Are Moons of Madness Which we got a code for I think We did uh, We did Horror sci-fi Which is hard, usually done Not great in my opinion So I'm really excited to hope that it is um, After Party Which is where you drink With demons in hell
0: Oh interesting story On After Party Oh we- really yeah, well, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking out of turn on this one, but we uh, reviewed their first game. I think it's Night Night School Studios. Does that sound correct to you? Is it Night School? I think it is. I think it's Night School Studios, and they put out. Uh, you're gonna have to help me out with the name. It was a bunch of kids go to an island to drink. They're gonna have a drinking party, sex weekend.
1: Over over, overland it, Night School. No.
0: Not overland. It's these kids go to this island on a ferry and then they go, they get drunk, I know. Then I like, and then also there's like and I played it. Yeah, I played it too. Okay, i am uh, it up. Alright, look it up. There's ghosts. It got kind of spoopy. Oxen free. Oxen free. Oxen free, yes. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, I hated oxen free. I thought it was terrible. Um, did not like it at all. And I gave it a really scathing review. So when Yeesh. time came when time came to put in a request for uh for uh, After Party, they're like, yeah, we're kind of out of codes. And I'm like, hmm, really? Okay, that's fine. We so, can let
1: me do the heavy lifting there then because I like and Free. I didn't love it, but I did like a lot of the mechanics. Uh, not mechanics. I like stuff about it um, and the feel. So, And I like the idea that some of the After parties doing. So uh, yeah. I'll check
0: it out. I, I would, I'm interested in it, man. Like even though I really disliked. Oxenfree, I thought there were bits of it that were worthwhile and, and worthy of exploration in like a new game. And I'm I'm curious to see what these guys do. I think the setting is promising and I think they had a great conversation system. So it's you know, it wasn't like a trash fire or anything. I just really did not like it anywhere near as much as most people did. And yeah. I you know, you can read my review at Game Critics if anybody's curious about what I thought about Oxen Free. But I just thought it was interesting that Oh yeah, we didn't have a good review last time and I guess we're out of codes this time around. So that was kind of kind <laughs> yeah. of a strange coinketing. Anyway, whatever. I'll uh, just buy okay. it. Okay, I only got
1: two more, which cause I'm insane and I'm actually playing all these games and talking about. Um Citadel, I think, I might get a code for.
0: Citadel forged in fire?
1: Yeah, at least yes. Yeah, that's that that one. That
0: is the one that is kind of like um it's kind of like a... What is the word it's the the Bethesda one? Like an elder scrolls. It's kind yeah, of the like, elder like scrolls, an Elder Scrolls, right? which I'm yeah. loving.
1: you a little
0: bit of a little bit of a little bit of a
1: little bit of a little bit of i little bit of a 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 little bit was a uh, pen and paper, uh,
0: role-playing game That game oh, paper was playing right, game a played as paper a playing game you play played as a a it? No, but I know about it coming out. I just read some PR about it. Well, yeah, I've I played this
1: as a like a straight up like D and D role playing game as a kid, with the rule book and everything dice, and it was so crazy at the time. And essentially, you play as clones, and you die a lot, and make the wrong choices, and then you just get reborn, and kind of have to figure out what what to do better or something. It was just really ridiculous, like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy kind of writing. Okay. And just bizarre and trying to be funny and really, very really kind of a comedic uh, pen and paper RPG. So, uh, with that and my history of it, uh, I found out that there's this, yeah, this kind of top down uh, isometric view game coming out based on that uh, title. So, I'm interested. Excellent
0: excellent all right well that is quite a selection of stuff coming yes, up so it we is. are going to have a lot to talk about and don't forget folks we are still on the bi-weekly schedule so that'll give us plenty of time to play stuff talk about stuff get our thoughts ready and then we will again i'm sure deliver a motherload of a show um next time any other games coming up or is that it for you Oof, that is plenty i mean it's plenty already right okay. yeah all right man thank you very much for that and with uh the end of that segment that brings us to the end of this show thank you very much for listening folks Carlos and I will be back in two weeks with another episode. In the meantime, uh, as stated earlier, we would love your questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, feedback. Our contact info is still the same as it ever was. So Podcast at gmail.com. You can also post comments for us at GameCritics.com when the show goes up there. We are on Twitter as a show collectively at so Video Games, but you can reach us individually. Carlos, uh, where can f- people find you on social media and uh, what would you like to pimp this week?
1: Uh, Onawa, O-N-A-W-A That's me Uh, Say hi, talk about video games With me Uh, A lot of things is my podcast You can find that on all your podcast services And I just brought that back for In quotes season 3 Where I talk about not just games Mainly talk about uh, stuff I watch uh, YouTube, Netflix and things like that And books I read So you can check out that podcast And also a lot of things 8 On Imgur (laughs) It rolls off the tongue uh, look look for me over there we'll put a link in the show notes and you can see the gif from that uh, downhill game Lonely Mountains
0: oh that's right that's right that's right it's the fails gif right yeah
1: it's got 2,000 views already I put it up before this podcast started
0: that was me sorry I just couldn't stop watching whoa it. you watched a lot of those fails I know it was pretty damn good it was pretty <laughs> good <laughs> alright thank you sir and as usual folks you can find me on Twitter and Instagram it's my name B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y all A's no O's And that is it for us. Thank you once again for joining us on the So Video Games Podcast. We'll see you in 14-ish days. But in the meantime, this is bye from Brad.
1: And until next time, we meet virtually on a podcast from Carlos.